get that checked out, Tim. Yeah, you know, I got back from the doctor yesterday, and prognosis is not super good. Jesus. Welcome to Day One Patch Podcast, episode 314. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Um, Adriano Petty. Hi. Tim Spence. <laughs> you, Hello. You, you start, <laughs> fuck. Man, you started with me on such a high note, and then you kept on getting higher. <laughs> Adriano um, Petty. Welcome to Next Gen, boys. Welcome to the new age. Which is Welcome now the current the new, gen. God. Which is now current gen, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Although, how long we refer to it as next gen... I think, Xbox I think 360 is like the is like forever. I still call it next gen sometimes. Oh my it, god! Because really? it was next gen? it was it was the first one that felt like the jump from SD to HD. It it did feel like every console since the 360 PS3 feels like it's a slight evolution of these of that one. And but it was from the PS2 slash Xbox to the PS3 slash 360 where it felt like an actual jump forward because well, you had was, also. You had your increase in resolution. You had your 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 uh, hard drive management with like downloadable content, and like that's the furthest generation back, which still seems relatable to the most current generation. Yes, I would say that's the last, or no, that's the first non-retro. Like I feel as though like a PS2 feels retro now, with the memory cards and plugging yeah. in the controllers mm-hmm. and the big ass mm-hmm. multi-taps and all that crap. Um, but the reason why I remember it always as next gen is because back then. Like, uh, G4 Tech TV was, like, still roaring away, and, like, I watched so much coverage of it, because back then you had, there wasn't, like, all this bite-sized stuff online, it was, like, you had to tune into the TV, so, or at least for me, anyway, so I, like, watched so much coverage of it, and they kept calling it the next-gen console that this just forever, like, stuck with me. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, because it's just, like, the first time I was paying attention to video games and, and video game, like, news was when the next-gen of the 360 was coming out. So, like, according to, there are sources at Wikipedia sites, but they consider this new generation of consoles, the, the PS5 slash Series XS, uh, they consider it to be the ninth generation of consoles. Do you know what they consider, like, a generation then? Uh, like just There were years up to, like, they started arbitrarily doing years. Um, going back to the Atari... Was it the Atari twenty six hundred, and then they and then like Nintendo, the Nintendo Entertainment System is what they consider to be Gen three. That is the third generation of consoles, and then it was the Super Nintendo, which would have been Gen four, and then you move your way up from there. And that's that's how it's kind of not officially unofficially decided that that is how uh, the generations are split up. We are in the ninth like- generation of consoles. I remember for like months after the Xbox One and PS4 came out, people were still calling them the next gen consoles yeah. for like well into the next year. And it's like, no, dude, that's that's current now. 360 PS3 is, is old gen. Guys, <laughs> I am very likely going to be getting my PS3 from my parents' place and hooking it up in my bedroom. There you go. What do you still need to play on that? There's one goddamn game that I want to finish. Um that is not available digitally. Well, it is. Okay, it is and it isn't available on the PS4. Uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, okay. The PSP port is only available on the PS4. Oh, man. The actual, yeah, the actual PlayStation, the proper PlayStation release version is available on the PS3. 
and they're different versions entirely. They are, yes, they're not. They're one. The PS4 was like a half-ass port, and it's not very well received. There are some things wrong with it, and like if you're gonna play Symphony of the Night, you're you played the original, the PlayStation version of it. Not Good the, God, not the place, not the PlayStation Portable. <laughs> what an unnecessary complication. Yeah, I don't know why they just wouldn't put that one on the PlayStation Four. Uh, so some of the top stories this week, obviously we're going to be talking about the next gen consoles, um, but also Twitch has apologized for their poor response to the uh, DCMA takedowns. Uh, Fortnite is thinking about a monthly paid subscription. And we got a couple of reports, um, which I think is just natural with the new console, but of the Xbox Series X having some issues. So we'll get into that a bit. Uh, Tim, what's new? Um, not a whole lot. I didn't uh, get to do a whole lot of, or I guess I should say as much gaming this week because for the first half of the week, I had no internet. Um, Oh, no. So that was a whole thing that I had to worry about from Saturday night until Tuesday afternoon. And uh, that being said, I I did still like, you know, hop on the computer every once in a while and boot up some Baldur's Gate early access, um, which is pretty good. I'm just kind of going through it. I played through it most of it on stream a couple of weeks ago like when it first came out um but i've made another file another character making some different decisions just kind of seeing how stuff plays out in the world that way um a little more slowly more casually so that's been fun um i also got uh uh red dead 2 on pc matt was as so kind as to get gift it to me uh, oh wow look at that for my birthday so i've been playing that a lot and it looks pretty nice happy birthday oh thank you yeah it's a shame i couldn't be on the uh the podcast last week but that being said um i haven't really and then anything as far as anything on stream um i mean we started up world war z which is a fantastic game i've played that before on stream and uh i highly that recommend it to anyone it. who wants that left for dead itch to be scratched with a more modern game it's yeah that's that's the way that i uh describe it to like pretty much anybody who i've talked about it to it's just like it's really actually surprisingly good for what it yeah, is yeah i uh um, i look forward to getting back to that on wednesday when we play again yeah and then just um i've been playing for a couple weeks now i've been playing through dragon age 2 for the first time um having never played a dragon age game before so it's pretty cool but um, it's kind of funny um yeah. uh, I have two two friends, you and another. Um, you're both playing Dragon Ages on on streams. Oh yeah, which yeah. one are they playing? Um, Inquisition. Okay, yeah. Um, there's it's funny. There's a couple other guys that I know too um, that stream, and it just coincided that I started playing uh, this one when the one guy was about halfway through Origins, and then he finished origins and then he started playing two at the same time so there were some times where people would go from like watching my stream mine would end they'd go to his and then they just keep watching <laughs> dragon age <H2>. 2 <laughs> just can't get enough but it's cool it's it's neat i mean i've said this before i think maybe like two weeks ago on the episode then but um it's even though it came out the same year as skyrim it's surprising how complex the story can be depending mm-hmm. on the decisions that you make and the characters that you interact with and like how you go about, you know, interacting with your different companions and stuff. I'm not used to a game where the companions play such an important role in like how the story plays out. But oh, I guess that's right. just the way that like, you know, Bioware does their games, right? It's cool. Do you not it's, play a lot of Bioware games? 
I've never played Dragon Age. I've never played Mass Effect. I'm like, oh, I'm, Mass I'm Effect's a good streaming game if you want to do that. Yeah, I know. There's a like, legend, that, uh, legendary edition that's coming out. Yeah. I uh, I might have to do that. I'm just not uh, big on sci-fi, and I've said that before. But like, I don't know. Mass Effect might be enough of an like RPG to yeah. uh, to offset that. Hey, here here's a here's a crazy Twitch suggestion though for Mass Effect. I don't know. Do Renegade. Um, well, now I've tried to do Renegade. I've actually done a second, very rarely done, I've done a second playthrough, tried to do Renegade, and then I couldn't do it. Like I got I halfway through the first game and was like, I can't fucking do this. I have I know, to, right? I have to go back. Um, <laughs> as I say though, if you if you actually wanted to stream Mass Effect, wouldn't would it be from like a viewership perspective? Would it not be better to do it just before the remasters comes out, so you are probably fewer people on Twitch streaming Mass Effect? Like you'd be playing an older version, but you might have more audience because when I, the new ones come out and everyone's doing it, then you might you're kind of splitting the base. I don't, I don't, I don't play it that way. I just stream what I want to stream when I want to stream it. I don't gotcha. try to be like, oh, you know, yeah, I got to be the first one to play, you know, the new Call of Duty or whatever. I find that if I'm doing it like that, then I'm just kind of forcing the content, and I'd rather just have it be more natural. It seems like you have a pretty dedicated little group of followers too. Yeah, and I mean that's that's always been my goal, right? Is to mm-hmm. you know slow, slow but um, consistent, or slow but dedicated growth. You know, I'd rather build yep. a, a small community than you know try to jump on every bandwagon and try to you know rocket my numbers up to you know hundreds of viewers that will flake if I play something they don't want to see, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Adriano, what's new with you? Um, just buying a bunch of consoles, which I have no intention of keeping. (laughs) I am currently looking at my brand new boxed Xbox Series S, which I've already have a buyer that is going to buy it uh, fairly soon. Um, I have a PS5 waiting for me at a alternate address, which I need to go pick up, which I'm going to try to sell for quite a bit of money. Um, and then uh other than that i played world war z with you guys um i have dived into the complete hearthstone uh progression revamp system which got um you know it was a big release yesterday hearthstone uh, new hearthstone came out yesterday um you know biggest release of the day yesterday uh so that's right yeah yeah biggest release of the day hearthstone revamp you know um did some overwatch and uh, borderlands with you we did some uh at world war z and then i started a new quick game yesterday you guys probably claimed it as well it was a free one on epic uh epic game store called the texercist i saw the notification Um, for that but i didn't actually download it yeah i downloaded and installed it yesterday oh there's another game i did play quickly i'll i'll get back to that one um uh texercist I very much enjoyed it. I have one small complaint about it. Um, the the gimmick is that you're you're a, a priest that goes around doing exorcists, but it's a typing game, and everything you do in the game has to be typed in with commands. What the hell? And, well, not not like actual commands, but like it would be like you're you're going to move over to your book, and to read the book, you have to type open, and then it'll open the uh. journal. You have to go in order to go use a toilet in your apartment. You go up to it and you type in uh, use or whatever. And then, and then to, as you're doing the exorcist uh, and then there's like your Bible, your Bible verses are coming up at the bottom. You you're typing those in and you, the, and so your, your little eight bit, you know, demon that's spitting shit at you. You have to dodge them 
and then you have to type in your your um, your your commands. Um, the it is for I understand it's a it's a very basic uh, game. It is like a tw- normally like a twenty dollar purchase or twenty five dollar purchase, but it has virtually no options. When you boot up the game, you go start or continue if you have a save file, and that's it. There's no there's no options. There's no uh, way to change controls. And one of my one of my complaints with this, and it was actually I was dying a couple of times because of this, is if you guys were to lay your fingers over your F and J key as you as you would, and you're going to type, movement is done one of two ways. You can move your character by using the arrow keys with your right hand, or you can use WASD was you can use that if you're holding the shift button. The problem is is if I use my pinky, let's say to press and hold the shift button, I have to shift my three fingers over to use ASD and W to move. And you're getting in some pretty fast fights. Like you're trying to dodge and type at the same time. So you're constantly, if I'm, if I'm using uh, was to move, like I'm having to shift my hand back and forth and it does fuck up my typing. Like I, like I find myself being misaligned with my keys sometimes or the other the other ways i leave that where it is and i lift my right hand to go to my to go to the arrow keys to move and then i try to go back to the j key and i'm not finding either one to be incredibly satisfying and i wish that there was just like a simple option just to change movement because then i would change movement to e s d and f and i don't actually have to lift that hand Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a fun little you know game that has i've I've always kind of wanted to find like a typing game and when i saw like oh i love demonology and all that shit i thought this would be fun but i am finding just the utter lack of options to be kind of annoying where i can't even just change the basic movement keys you'd think that'd be Um, something that would come up in playtesting that they would have like realized Playtest, yeah, it's possible. But I also have a feeling that this is a, probably a single guy in his basement developing this game. Like that's mm-hmm. how that's how basic and streamlined it is. Fair enough. Um, so I, unless I like cheese it on my own on like the system level to change the key, like I, I could probably do that with my with my keyboard. Um, it uh, it uh, other than that, it, it was fun. And then the other game that I played quickly, I started and finished it in one night. Was I finally played the Onimusha remaster on uh, on Steam? Um, I just had a I had like three hours to kill the other night. I said, hey, "Fuck it! I know I can beat this game in three hours." So I booted up and I ripped through the whole game. And then that game's fun. That's uh, that that <laughs> takes me back to my childhood. <laughs> I was gonna say you must have played it before then. If you're just oh like, my oh, god, yeah, I'll just rip the, through this thing in three the, hours. The Onimusha franchise was my franchise on the PlayStation Two. Like like I I I grew up with resident evil on the ps the original playstation console but then when i went to playstation 2 it was on amusha through and through hmm. and then and then and then the devil may cry games i played as well like i was a very heavy capcom player for that yeah. for those two generations do but you still play the dmc games i i do intend on going back to them and i have played um i've played i never finished devil may cry 3 I owned several copies of it. I owned it on several different ecosystems and I've never finished it. When did that come um, out? That came out. That was a PS2 game. And that got, I think that got HD remastered. 2005. To PS2. Yeah. Oh, like man. that's an old game. <laughs> um, I think I own that game like six times over somewhere. Uh, disc and digital. 
So I do tell myself I'm going to go back and catch up on the Devil May Cry franchise. I you can hold me to that. You know, I I always follow through on my on the games I say I'm going to play, guys. You know that. Yeah, the Fallout Four. <laughs> Fallout Four. All right, uh, Matt. What's new with you? What's going on? Actually, tell us about your console experience. <laughs> What's up, bud? What's going on? I'm uh, my nose is running like crazy here. Um, I uh, I beat uh, I beat another single player game. I beat Rage Two. Oh, yay! Rage Three? No, not Rage Three. Rage Two. <laughs> okay. That um, hasn't been leaked by Walmart Canada yet. Christ, God damn it! <laughs> but yeah, I beat uh, I beat Rage Two. I uh, I think we were playing seventy six the one night, and you guys hopped off. Then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go and like play a little bit of Rage. And hit that last level and just beat it. Um, last level was really challenging. Took me maybe like I don't know five times or so, five tries, something like that. And I had like did a bit of grinding out in the world. So there's like these things out in the world called arcs, and that's like a staple of the Rage series, uh, right from like the very first one. And uh, how they work in this game, and because I, I don't remember how they work in the other one, but you basically find them and you open them, and then you get either an ability or a weapon out of them. So I had, like, I think I'd gotten nine of the 12 just from normal exploration. And the map is massive. And then I had done, like, a fair bit of the the icons all over the map. And done quite a bit of the weapon upgrades and those type of things. So I was, like, really kicking ass in regular missions. Um, but was, like, surprised. Like, the challenge of this last one was really difficult. So they ha- added, like, uh, enemies in combinations that I've never seen before, which was, like, the biggest challenge. So Rage is one of those games where you're running around super quickly, you know, melee this, smash this other thing over here, go do, like, a force push over here, pull this weapon out, use its secondary fire to, like, blast you over to the left, and, like, a whole bunch of, like, just crazy, really rapid shooter sort of mechanics. Is it um, comparable to the Doom shooting yeah. mechanics? Which, okay. Yeah, it's like a Doom Fallout. It's like a Doom Follow Borderlands gotcha. type, of, type of vibe I get from it. Uh, it's sort of like it's the craziness of uh, it's the craziness of Borderlands with a wasteland that's like Borderlands, but it's like I get follow vibes. It's probably because it's Bethesda, and then uh, it's like Doom in the shooting and stuff like that. So like yeah, so I would say it's sort of a combo of that. Um, but yeah, I, I had a really good time. Um, so the like they they added like some really interesting combinations of enemies at the end. So they had like these big guys that would fire mortars and they would like fly up in the air so you couldn't get to them with your like sort of on the ground abilities. But at the same time, they were also shielded, so you couldn't just shoot them out of the air. But at the same time, they added these little grunts that would run around and, like, try to, like, punch you and stuff. So you're, like, really... So basically, the only strategy I found that worked really well was I would, like, run really, really fast. And no matter what I what I would do, I would have to run. So, like, obviously, you kind of did that in the normal game. But you could, like, you know, stop and then snipe somebody or, like, snop and, like, stop and then, like, okay, I gotta, like, go over here and, like, slide here and, like, all this other stuff. Um, but you found the only proper solution was to become speed. To become speed, effectively, yeah. Like, all I was telling Tim was, Sonic like... the Horde Charge. Uh, yes. The, uh... <laughs> like, I was telling Tim earlier that, um... Uh, like, I was looking back at some of the footage, and, like, it literally looks like you're... Like, I was... E- even me, and I'm, like, a professional, obviously. But it's, like, I literally look like I was playing the trailer. Because I, like, run over, smash this guy, then run over, smash this other guy, then, like, force push this guy, sw- like, swap weapons, fire, like, some mines over, and then run back over to the other guy, pull out a rocket launcher, see somebody else, throw a grenade, but then I can't stop because there's m- missiles coming, so I gotta, like, run over here. So, yeah, so I, I had, a, had a really good time uh, playing the game. Uh, beat it. So the last mission was maybe... I don't know, 20 minutes total. It took me longer because I had multiple attempts, but I'd say maybe 20 minutes total for the last mission. And uh, yeah, I had a really good time with the game. I might go back and do some of the arcs and stuff because there's some cool abilities 
uh, and stuff that like obviously I I can see like the slot for, but I didn't know where they were. But now that I've uh, completed the game, you know it's a modern open world game, so I can go back and play it. And that it, it, they've revealed where the arcs are now, so I'm able to like sort of get those last three or four, uh, however many I have left there. So yeah, I might uh, I might do that. But I mean I have most of the upgrades um, for my weapons and stuff. And I could kick ass that way, which is nice, because I was getting my ass kicked there for a long time. So, but yeah, it was a really fun experience. Uh, I hope there's a third one, because I really did not... I I really liked... I'll say this. I really liked the first one, but the first one, dr- like, dragged on. And I remember getting... the I remember getting the first one years and years and years ago on PS3. Getting through, like, the first, like, sort of tutorial area. Getting to the first city. Sort of more or less beating the first city. And then getting to, like, this other place. That was, like, some futuristic place, or it was up in the sky, or something. I can't even really even remember. And that was, like, another city. And then just, like, having the gameplay loop like, sort of happen again. Whereas the the strength of this game is that... So there's... Um, I mean, this is, like, getting into spoiler territory a little bit. But it's, like, there's three, there's three people that you sort of work with. And they each have what they call projects. And if you do stuff for them, or do stuff that they encourage you can upgrade their, uh, like, project tree and, like, get, you know, benefits and stuff like that. And so, if you, like, go and clear out... Yeah, so, like, if you, like, clear out gas stations, then, like, this this person will give you points toward their projects. If you, like, clear out arcs or clear out this or whatever, then this person will give you benefits. And so, the gameplay loop becomes, basically, no matter what you're doing, you're constantly progressing, rather than the game, kind of, in Rage 1, was, like, this big drawn out thing where it was like the game's like almost like a linear game but you have to grind on the side but that's not progressing the story and this one it like that i didn't get that vibe and there weren't like a ridiculous amount of story missions so i basically did the story got stuck went and did some grinding got way more powerful and like did that maybe two or three times until i was like you know felt confident to beat it so but yeah i had a really good time with it um i'm finally getting through some single player stuff which is awesome uh, but then, in addition to that, I got a Series X and a uh, PlayStation 5. Series X arrived uh, as of recording this yesterday, and that was that was kind of late. So it arrived on P- on PS5 launch day, and I got my PS5 uh, today, so a day after its launch. Um, I haven't opened the PS5 yet. I'm backing up my capture gallery, which is obviously going to take a while, and then I'll uh, and then I'll de- decommission the PS5 Ooh. or PS4. You know what um, I should do, Matt? That reminds mm-hmm. me. You should take uh, take the capture gallery and just dump it into Google Drive before they start putting that cap on the uh, on the free free photo storage. Yeah, to be honest, that's a good idea. Um, just yeah, dump it in there video? before before. Yeah, the videos are included. Like there's a there's a, they have a giant list of formats and like MP4s are are in that free free option. Yeah, so like yeah, that's not a bad idea. So no, I I have terabytes of photos and videos backed up through that. So like um yeah cause, well because I'm gonna dump it on a drive obviously like that, that's the one thing that sucks about the PS4 right it's like you have to dump it on a drive which I mean it sounds like such a first world problem but like when when we're at the era of like for my Xbox One all I did was take the disc out and then just unplug it get rid of it plug the Series X in boot the, boot up the Series X you know do the install for the the install like for the day one patch for the OS or whatever they call it do all the setup stuff, and then it was like, hey, you have settings from your Xbox One, do you want to use them? And I was like, yes. And it's like, okay, welcome. And that was it. Yeah, I, I heard that people's like system settings get clouded now. Correct. That you'll just say, hey, this is what your other Xboxes look like. Do you want to just do this? I'm like, that's amazing. And I got to put in a fucking thumbstick into the PS4 to get a photo off there. Like, it's bonkers. 
Well, it's 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 ridiculous too because like I get it to an extent. Like if you think about it, Microsoft is like a, a you know a, more than a, a more than like a like they're in more than one industry. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Sony is too, but they're in sort of just consumer electronics. Microsoft's sort of everywhere. They're in cloud computing. They're in enterprise stuff, consumer stuff, uh, whatever. Right? They're all over the place. So so Microsoft has you know teams that they can reach out to and infrastructure that they can use. And they have years of experience with just straight up like IT management of all this stuff that like lends itself for them being, you know, like my capture gallery on Xbox. It just slowly up uploaded itself like normal, like, uh, you know, just in the background on my regular Xbox one accessible in the app, accessible in the whatever apps on Windows 10 now. And like, if I want to see that stuff, I can just go pull it up on my phone if I want. Like, it's really not difficult and like that's sort of the beauty and another thing that was it was crazy to me so like like the seamlessness of the Xbox, like it feels like you're taking a computer and like uh one of my buddies was asking me like you know can i play all my old stuff and i was like basically the series x is just like upgrading a computer Mm -hmm. so it's like you get another computer you dump all your stuff on it and that's it except that in this case it just does it for you so i even like i was like man i wonder how this thing runs original xbox games because i was like maybe it maybe it'll have some compatibility problems i don't know like i haven't read anything but let me just try it myself so i go and i boot up of course mercenaries and it just has my save data i press continue and i'm in the freaking game and then I click a button and switch back to Gears Tactics, and it takes me to the exact spot where I was with Quick Resume. I, I've heard the Quick Resume stuff with the Xbox is pretty fantastic. Like, depending on if you're doing uh, what generation games, like, the further back you go, the more you can have in Quick Resume. But, like, I, I there was one reviewer who was doing, like, five games actively and just swapping back and forth just to see in and out to see how it was going. And And what's great about that, too, is, like, with something like Gears Tactics, it's like, you know, it's a slower game because it's a tactical game. It's a strategy game. So, like, you'll be playing it or whatever. And let's say if one of you guys jumped on and was like, let's play some COD. I can just literally hit the Xbox button, you know, go over in the menu, hit hit COD, go play some COD. And if you guys are like, oh, I got to leave for 20 minutes, something, use the bathroom, or I just got to leave for 20 minutes, I'll be back. I can literally just quick resume back to Gears Tactics, play a little bit of Gears Tactics, and then, oh, I'm back now. And then I can switch. Sw- I can just switch back. Yeah. And it's, you know what I mean? So, it's, it's definitely, like... I get some people's complaints where it's very samey and there's not much like exclusives and stuff like that, but it, it, it's not very much, much, not any, not, well, I mean, like you can argue like Yakuza, like a dragon, like it isn't on PlayStation yet and stuff like, however, that's all going to work. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there's no like halo, you know, obviously, or there's no like miles Morales in the PlayStation fives case, which sucks. But, uh, but yeah, like what a seamless upgrade and like, holy crap that I get rid of a lot of cables. Like I was telling you guys earlier, Obviously, you have, like, your power and your HDMI, but with the Xbox One, it was, like, a power HDMI, second HDMI, big-ass connect thing, uh, <laughs> a USB for my USB uh, drive, and then um, another USB to charge my controllers, which I'm still going to have to have, but another USB for, to charge my controllers, uh, and then uh, the uh, there was something else, too. Oh, the LAN cable, right? So, with the Xbox Series X, I literally, like, unhooked everything, and I was just sort of like, cleaning up back there, because I have a lot of stuff that's, like, unplugged, like the, like the 360s still in it on a shelf but i just had the everything's unplugged but it's just sort of like sitting there so i was like i'm gonna just clean this up so I just slowly but surely cleaning it all up anything that's not plugged in and i cleaned up the connect so there's no more stand on the top of my tv and stuff to like from with the connect sitting there and stuff like that that's all gone and then i was like okay i'm gonna go plug in the series x and it was so weird to like pick up one power cable plug it in pick up an hdmi cable plug it in and be like that's literally all i need now i did plug in a LAN cable just because my router is right there but that's optional like what a what a like a cleaner 
procedure. Wait, wait, was the power supply? Sorry, I forgot. I didn't. I missed that. If you just said it, the power supply is it independent or was it into the system? It's in the system, so that's only a power oh. cable. I will. I will. Okay. One complaint though. One complaint with that. That cable is way too short. I had to like my. Uh, so it's literally. So I have like a a stand for my consoles, which is supposed to be like a. I don't know whether it's older or whatever, but it's like more or less supposed to have like uh, different audio equipment on it. So it's like completely open pretty well for airflow all the way around. Even like the metal stands on the side to hold up the whole thing. They're even set diagonally. So it's like the shelves are like diagonally back. So like there's more airflow and even the like supporting thing has a hole in it. So there's like airflow there. And then the back isn't like all covering. So like there's a for cable management, but there's still like holes in the back. So that's for airflow as well. So like it's, you know, kind of really good for airflow. Obviously audio equipment gets hot depending on what it is. Um, so like, that's what I'm using. And I have it at the top of that, which is not even, you know, as tall as me. Like, I don't know, maybe it's four and a half, five feet off the ground. This thing is, and like, I, it couldn't reach a like a, a plug that was diagonally on the floor. I had yeah, to so like, I had to like unplug some stuff and like reroute the wire around to get so it to it's plug just, in. Uh, so it's just a short ass cable. It's just a short ass cable. Like there's nothing that's to do because the, the three six or the Xbox one and the three sixty. to be fair. Like they have a massive cable because they have that huge yeah. brick. Uh, yeah, but I would I would absolutely take a short fucking power supply cable as opposed to that that power supply box transformer. That Holy that like it was big. You, I have a whole yeah, shelf. Yeah, like of them. I have could, a full shelf of them. You could yeah. crack a window with that thing if you whipped it hard enough. I'm surprised it took Xbox so long to get rid of that stupid thing. But so the cable's I what like three is, feet. There is a repair repairability um, benefit though. If that thing ever breaks, you could just buy a new one. Whereas yeah, if it's, it's built fair. into the system, you, it's a lot harder to do. But to to go back to Ryan, what Ryan, uh, what sorry, what Matt mentioned about like PlayStation and like Microsoft having the infrastructure and the software, Sony's always been like a hardware manufacturer, so they they're the ones who's made consumer electronics, so they would be better to kind of minimize that stuff. Yeah, that's true. How's uh Matt? What's your take on the controller? Love it, absolutely love it. I uh, thought it was gonna be. So I, I have, um, I purchased a couple new controllers like recently. Uh, so I have a, a new PS4 controller cause I'm going to use that to play PS4 games on the PS5. Cause I figured the PS5 controller is going to be really expensive and I don't want to wear it out. And then I have also the PS5 controller, but then for the Xbox, I have a whole bunch of controllers cause I use them on my PC and my phone and all the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, so I have two new controllers there. Uh, like they're a year or less or just a few months old. So I have a couple of new controllers and I thought I was going to be using those. That's why I mentioned them. I thought I was going to be using those for sure. Cause I love the, my red, like rubberized one with rubberized grips and all the rest of it. Uh, picked up the Xbox series X controller. That thing is, is, is amazingly like but amazingly it, tuned. Like how, like ugh, the form factor is virtually the same. It looks like. So, so yeah. So, so the differences are, it feels a little tighter, but I don't know if that's just cause my controllers are used. It feels a little bit just like tighter in terms of like it, it kind of feels a little bit different shaped. That might be just me totally whatever. Um, but because I also have like grips on my other one, so it's going to feel a little bit different. But um, this this one has it's all textured. The back is textured. The, the, the triggers are textured. The triggers are nicer. Like the triggers are like a matte plastic with the grip. And so are the bumpers. So the th- the problem with the three with the Xbox one controllers was my bumpers would always break. And it was because they were like this. This, the only way I don't want to describe it is it's like this this glossy, flimsy plastic. And like there's been times, you know, you drop a controller. It's a fucking controller. You drop a controller and it, if it lands on the bumper, it would get jammed. 
And what to fix it, you would have to like pull down the, the trigger because they're on this like weird spring mechanism together. And then you just have to like, cr- like crack open the like pop the, the, the bumper back out. And sometimes it wouldn't like sit right after that. Or even sometimes just in the box, it wouldn't be sitting right in my experience. And I've had to return like six controllers over the whole lifetime of the Xbox One because of the damn bumpers kept breaking. I whereas am. whereas like the this these ones are all textured. They're super nice. They don't they don't flex. Uh the D-pad is different. The D-pad is now more like the Pro one as far as I can tell visually yeah, I've never actually that, held a Pro. That too one loud. looks good. Yeah. Too, too loud. Too loud. Click 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 like that loud. Click well, click, like, click click so click 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 click. Here's my Xbox first Xbox one controller. This is the first generation. So this is the this isn't even the Bluetooth one. This is like the actual one that comes with a dongle. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah. So probably three times as loud as that. It is. It is like it is literally loud. Like it would wake somebody up. I, I do I find the Xbox. That. I I I do find the Xbox controllers to be loud, uh, louder than the PlayStation one. I will probably buy a Xbox Series. What are we calling a Series X or a Series S controller? Just to have for PC or go right up to the Elite. I don't know what uh, what they're gonna do with those. Are uh, you Ryan, playing that what, Xbox series again? I told you not to play that after I'm trying to sleep. Click, 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 click. It, it's it, like, Ryan, if you use it in the menus and you're rapidly trying to scroll down, it's freaking loud. It, but you're supposed yeah. to use your Kinect. You're supposed to use your hands to, to browse. <laughs> I, I literally just decommissioned the Kinect. I literally took a picture of it on, like, it was flipped over. I'd finally gotten it off the TV, flipped over, all wrapped up. And I just took a picture of it, sent it to you guys, and was like, good riddance. <laughs> Uh, can you, if you really wanted to, could you hook up your connect to your Xbox series X? Is that even possible? Like would it even, I recognize? don't think the plug is there. I think we well, need to do a live stream adapter. You have for the, for the Xbox one S you had to get an adapter because there was no, no there's no plug, plug on the back of the, of the Xbox one S, but you could get an adapter for a connect if you still had one from the original Xbox one. So, okay. I mean, no, I it doesn't, the back it doesn't support it. No, not at all. Support. No. Uh, Ryan, what, what do you think about the controller or the system in general? Uh, I feel, I, I, in terms of the controller, I agree with Matt that it just feels like the, the next generation of refinement on an already great controller. Um, I do find that, I do agree that the uh, D-pad is loud, but I find it just a much better D-pad. Um, it feels a lot more responsive. Like, you can be like a lot faster on it than... Uh, does it feel like weight, weightier, like made of a better quality material? And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, like I have both controllers actually in my lap here. Um, the Xbox One D pad is still pretty bad. I don't think I like that one at all, really. Yeah, I I do like the Xbox One controller. Like, yeah. I, I do feel like it is comfortable to hold. It's not too heavy, but I never liked the D pad on that yeah, thing. D-pad. It felt the, the it felt like cheap plastic a lot yeah. of the time. Like it was just yeah. yeah. Uh, the PlayStation D pads have always been my preferred oh, yeah. ones. Um, in fact, my rule is if I'm playing a like any sort of two two D side scroller or two point five D side scroller on PC, and and movement is mapped to the D pad in any capacity, I will immediately default to the PlayStation controller and use that. Yeah, they've done. I mean, they've had the D pad longer than Microsoft has, as usual, hardware manufacturer, right? So. Yeah. They've got more experience with it. I, I think they uh, I think they did change the bumpers too on the uh, on the Series X and S controller. Do they feel I'm, less I'm, shit? Yeah, they do. But I'm still <laughs> I, I still prefer PlayStation's bumpers. 
Really? They just feel like actual buttons, whereas the Xbox ones just feel like you're just pushing a piece of plastic down. It, 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 it feels like it's part of the frame. Like it's just yeah, kind of molded. Like you're bending into, it almost yeah. instead of actually pushing a button. I kind of like that better than the PlayStation one, to be honest. I feel like when I'm pressing the button on the on a PlayStation 4 controller, it kind of like almost rocks a bit too much. It feels like I'm not, there's not enough of a, like a binary input, which mm-hmm. where with an Xbox controller, it definitely feels like it's either you're pressing it or you're not. You can't like rock the right the bumper. At least in my experience, I don't know. The bumpers Overall, are a little small probably... on PS4. I don't know if that if that if that plays into that too, Tim. How, has anyone yeah, has has anyone have any experience with that that officially licensed like third party PlayStation Pro controller at all? Did anyone get yeah. any? Oh, by uh, Astro. Yeah. Uh, that controller is two hundred and forty dollars Canadian. Ooh. I was not dropping that much money on a controller. <laughs> okay, let me let me dial that back. Does anyone have any experience with the add-on paddles for the PS4 controller that Sony released a little while ago. No. <laughs> for like was... three months? No. Yeah. No. no I, okay. Wait, they released I, them I, for only three months? They well, just they didn't make that many. Yeah, and and it was like at the so tail weird. end of the generation. It was like, okay, you guys are you guys are already announced a new console and a new controller. It's like why one of the speculation was that maybe the PS5 controller would have had gonna built in and you would need it on the old DualShock 4. For compatibility, yeah, but that didn't even be the case. But now you can't even use a DualShock I, Four on a. You've PS5 never been game. able to use an old controller for new stuff, though. Sorry, what? You've never been able to use like forwards compatible controllers with a with new stuff, though. Uh, Until the Xbox One to Series X, yeah. You can uh, on the on the what was it? No, on the PlayStation and PlayStation Two, you could. Could you? Yeah, you could. You could have plugged in a PlayStation controller to the PlayStation Two. I guess they were 2, kind of just the same port. It was right? exact. It was the exact same plug. It, the only difference was the PlayStation Two ones were light. Like the actual controller was lighter. They took some some of the innards out. But yeah, I I remember I remember playing uh, uh, two players with my brother, and he, and he had the old PlayStation controller. I had the PlayStation Two controller. I mean, how many generations of consoles? And there's only now two instances of it. <laughs> I, I, had, I, had to dig, I had to dig down deep for that example. Yeah. It's not a thing. Until now. I, I think when I buy a new controller, if I go with the Xbox Xbox controller, it would be, I'll just do the Elite, is it called? The, with, the, with the paddles in the back and like the customizable... Um, customizable parts i think that's what i'm gonna do I, I think both consoles have a decent controller now like like i think we're reaching that point where like this will be kind of it going forward all we need now though is for playstation to conform and change their button layout to i don't x y a and b and then we can all have unity or it's not that i don't agree with it i don't think it matters that much it doesn't absolutely doesn't also nintendo's <laughs> is like not exactly the same either Yes. Everyone's all different. Nintendo's been the same all the way back to the NES. They've always had their buttons mostly the same layout. Even with the GameCube, it was a bit of an abstract for the GameCube controller, but it was <clears throat> still the same thing. Still the same button, same layout. And also the, else the, that ripped off Nintendo. So the the thing though with the PlayStation uh shapes that they use is it's also just part of their design element. Like they're they're loading symbols on mm-hmm. like when you load a screen on PlayStation, they use those as the loading. It's, it's part of the their brand, design. Yeah. 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 So that in order for that them to get the rid- texture of the grip. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. There's uh there was I saw some stuff on uh on Twitter this uh just the past couple of days specifically uh around the PlayStation like X and circle and square or cross and circle I suppose. Fork. Um because <laughs> fork. Because of um in Japan specifically they have the like menus where they say like press X to continue or circle to cancel like that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Which in North America for us is like that's the standard. But in in Japanese like sy- symbology, um, circle is always okay and X is no. So Japanese uh, customers, consumers that were getting the PS5 doing the setup for the first time, and it says like advance X, go, yeah. uh, go back circle, and they're like, wait, what? The, no, that doesn't make sense. They they changed it for that. <laughs> they unified it across the globe. So there was one uh, one user on Twitter that I've uh, that I follow for like Monster Hunter content. He's like uh, he was ranting about it, and then he's like, I called my daughter into the room, and uh, without like mentioning anything, I was just like, like look at this uh, startup screen for the PS5, and she just laughed, and he's like, what? What's funny? And she's like, are they kidding? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why 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 did they have to unify it? Was it that big of a deal to have it, a, a country yeah, be different? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's it's especially funny with Sony being a Japanese company that they prioritize the like North American. Layout. Yeah, but they probably sell a lot more consoles in the West than they do. In well, Japan. there's there's the thing, right? Is you comparing your international sales versus sales in one country? Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask, like in the UK or anywhere else, you know, where is the, like, what is the standard there? Is it X uh, to continue? The yep. the confirm button on every controller, regardless of the symbol, is always is for most of the time is the bottom, is the bottom button whether it's A or X. Right. Okay. Unless you're Nintendo. Unless unless you're unless you're Nintendo or, but oh, like th- th- that's the craziest part though is is on Nintendo games it is system level it's always B to confirm but the game can change it like I've I've on the system level I've hit B on the tile to start the game but when I'm in the game it's A to confirm and yep. B to 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 cancel out oh yep. Jesus like, Christ that is fucking confusing that's, that is messing me up <laughs> that's Dark Souls on the Switch and that's oh. why I can't fucking play it because <laughs> it says you're like you're in the Switch menus and you're hitting A to go forward and stuff and back and whatever and then when you're in the game it's like press B to continue I'm like what who the fuck presses B to go oh. to advance. <laughs> yeah. What? I, I'm I'm more curious to know if like when Japanese players hold the controller, like where does their thumb rest? Does it rest on the X or does it rest on the circle? Because like it makes sense if you're going to present options and most of the time those options are to your players are going to be to confirm or to move forward. Like if their thumb natu- naturally rests on the X, then I would say yes, it makes sense to change con- to confirm to X because then you don't want to move your thumb to hit confirm and then move it back if that's where you rest it. Like like can you imagine if we just rested our th- our thumb on the circle? That's weird. It doesn't it, feel right. It, it doesn't feel right. But if like if that's the way that they rest their thumb, then they shouldn't have changed it. But if they do rest it on the X, then yeah, by all means change it. You know, it's funny is like it depends on the controller for me. So if I grab my like my uh, switch switch pro controller here um, just because of like the way that I know Nintendo games go. If I'm sitting here, I'm holding my switch pro controller. My finger, my thumb naturally goes to the right side button, which is a B. 
because on the Nintendo, on Nintendo consoles, it's it's that way. But if I grab like no. an Xbox or PlayStation controller, yeah, it goes to the bottom. That's middle. that's absolutely fascinating. To <laughs> it's me. just it's just muscle memory at this point. Yeah. It. Uh... In terms of the actual console, I haven't really had much uh, time to play it because um, there's you're no games. About, sorry, you're talking about the Xbox or the PlayStation? The Xbox. Um... Because I guess I could have saved Assassin's Creed for it if I really wanted to start playing some new games on it. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I'm so in the PlayStation realm that I got it for that. Um, that was going to be one of my questions to you, which I, I'm going to ask anyways, but I know what your answer is. Is what are what is going to be your primary console? Uh, PlayStation. Matt, what is going to be your primary console? I don't know, actually. To be honest, Ooh, controversy. So I was because uh, I was thinking about this as well, and and I and like I have right now. I am the owner of both consoles, so I'm going to very soon have neither console. But right now, I have both consoles available to me, and I was thinking about it. I'm just like, what what would I treat as my primary, and what would I treat as my secondary? And I and I think I think I had I would decide that the Xbox Series S would actually be my primary console and I would play anything that I would be playing, you know, first player or like single player or Game Pass stuff obviously would be there. And then only things that I have to play or I play with you guys would be on PlayStation. I would I would actually treat the the slightly inferior console, the Xbox Series S as my primary as opposed to the X uh, as, as opposed to the PlayStation. Well, you know, I was going to mention that is that the reason why I'm on the fence is because like I play wherever where like someone is playing. So if like someone wants to play on the computer, like we, we've been streaming on the computer. So like whatever, I'll play there. If like if like Nate and my other friends want to pl- all play on uh, play some COD, they all want to play on Xbox and I'll just jump on the Xbox. It doesn't bother me if you want to play Fallout 76. We're on the PS4 again, like doesn't doesn't bother me where I am. But in terms of where I would play like a single player game. Uh, or where I would buy, like, AC Valhalla is a good one. I'm really interested in that, although I do want to wait for some patches. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, like, because I, I just don't want another Unity experience. But mm-hmm. I am interested in AC Valhalla, and, like, I'm just, like, seriously considering, like, which one would I go for? Because, you know, realistically, like, game, I think I think it's the biggest thing is Game Pass is changing me. Not that Valhalla is going to be right on Game Pass right away, but it might just become the driving force for my single player experiences. And then I might just end up like, why yeah. wouldn't I just go all on the Xbox for single player then? Yeah. I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm like my, I'm invested in the Xbox subscription service already. And like, I've, I've always kind of leaned towards the Xbox ecosystem as opposed to the PlayStation one. So I, I feel like that would be like my primary console. And then the PlayStation would be the secondary. Cause like right now, as of now, I can't move my overwatch uh, uh, progress over like that is locked to the PlayStation, and then you have your exclusives like Demon Souls or Last of Us or Spider Man or Gran Turismo, because like I'll fucking give PlayStation that their exclusives are you know top notch. Um, but yeah, th- I think the Xbox would have been my primary one, and it's white. <laughs> oh, well, both both your consoles are white. Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, yeah, but the 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 X is a like I like I I I'm looking like like the just the box itself of the Xbox like that comes in is just a nice looking box. Well, I'm I'm wondering how much I'm gonna use the um. So like the other day I was thinking 
or like yesterday, I guess. So I booted up Gears Tactics because it's sort of like the first. Yes, I know it's available elsewhere, but it's sort of like the first like next gen game I'm getting on there, right? And and I've never touched it at all. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested in this, and I, I played it, and it looks really looks really good, and it's fun to play. And I just the way it, you know, it's a strategy game. So the way I was seeing it, as I was like, you know, I'm kind of surprised this isn't a mobile game. And then I uh, booted up just the Game Pass app during some point in the night, and I was like, oh, it, I guess it kind of is a mobile game because I can just play it on the the cloud. Like yeah. I never really thought of that. Is it is it co-op or multiplayer at all? Because I was actually going to. That's on my list to play. I want to say it is, but I don't know for sure. Because the reason why I'm I'm hesitating is because there's two campaign modes. One of them is like with a bunch of new like loot stuff and with Jack and all this other stuff. And then there's like the classic mode. And there was something else, just from memory, that is that was blanked out for me. And I'm wondering if it was multiplayer because I hadn't done the tutorial. But I don't know if that's right. Hmm. Because I'm 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 still in Act One. Like I've just I've just played this thing for fun more or less at this point. Well, you got to catch up on the other games of the gears. We got to repl- you got to you and Ryan got to play Gears Four so we can all play Gears Five. I mean, I got to do Judgment, Christ. But what, Judgment. What this, one of the things uh, that I, I said before was that I'm oh, all, I'm super interested <laughs> in the Gears world before it was like Gears, if that makes sense. Like I'm interested in just that world in general. Uh, the pre locust world. The pre locust world, and this game gives you a glimpse of it. Before E Day. Before E Day is right. Um, well, it, actually, no. I think Judgment no, is right after E Day. Right. It's been a long time since I played that uh, game. Judgment. Judgment overlaps with another game. I don't remember which. I think it's the first game. Like it, I think it's 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 pretty much like an alternate mm. scenario to one of the other Gears games. Like you follow Baird's scenario. Yeah, through, actually, and I don't remember right. which one. I think Marcus isn't in the in Judgment because he's in yeah. jail because he's yeah, in, like, he's imprisoned at the first uh, beginning of the, the first game. That's right. And this game, so Gears Tactics starts. I don't know if this is a spoiler. No, this doesn't be a spoiler. It's right at the beginning. So Prescott gives the order for the Hammer of Dawn to eliminate the Locust. And we all know how that went. Glass the city. I'm so, going to be well, honest no, with they you. Glass the, they glass the planet. Hack the planet. As Matt, far as I'm going to be like, honest with you. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Gears of War franchise, but I'm not a fan of it for story in any capacity. For me, that is just a mindless shooter that I just play whenever there's a new Gears game. See, I thought that too when I was first getting into it, but the lore of Gears is actually fairly decent. It's super interesting. I couldn't recite to you a goddamn story beat worth (laughs) shit from any of those games. Do you know what what did it for me was like, I remember I went in... Christ, we gotta... Fuck that. That's so so iconic to the first game. It's like... need to deploy the light mass bomb. I like how that guy also has like the most like stereotypical general voice Hoffman? ever when he's ordering Hoffman, him. Yeah. yeah. God but damn like, it, Phoenix. <laughs> is it the second? I was going to ask you, Tim, is it the second game where you go into the, one of the cities and you enter like maybe the first game and you enter like a courtroom or something or like the, a temple or something. And that's when I was like, Jesus Christ, this game is like pretty like cultural. You know what I mean? Like this game, like everything's ruins, but this particular room is it. And I was like, what yeah, was this place I, like before? I think that's the first game. Cause the second game is largely, underground because you actually go you bring the fight to the locust christ in gears of war 2 there you go matt there's a shit ton of 
there's a shit ton of books and comic books if you yeah. want to get into that. There's a lot of graphic novels and stuff. One of the yeah. people I used to work with, she's like huge, huge into into Gears graphic novels and stuff. Gears of War Asfo Fields. Asfo Fields, yep. Asfo Fields. That's a very funny title. That's uh, the uh, that's the the battle at Asfo Fields holy was crap. was what Marcus Phoenix was the battle at which he defied orders and then got court martialed for. There's and then there's some comic books as well. There's the the very little gears uh, tidbit for you there, right at the beginning of Gears One when they <laughs> after they break him out of jail and you're flying in the uh, the helicopter and he's with um, uh, Anthony Carmine and sitting next to Marcus and he's like, wait a second, you're Marcus Phoenix, you were at Asfo Fields, that's so cool. And Marcus is like, what does he say? He's like, um, not if you were there or something like that. Such a such a Marcus response. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's awesome. No, it isn't. Okay. I've always wondered, like, this is like a weird thing, but it's like all of us have like days where we don't feel well and we just like stay in bed because we're sick. Do people like Marcus Phoenix ever like get sick in the field? Because they literally fight what seems like actual years. It's like we're about to start the fight, and then they're literally in the war for like. 18 years it feels like and it's like jesus christ aren't you tired like do you have a headache bud do you want to lay down like i think your entire existence is just pain at that point oh we have matt, a lot of freedoms and liberties that we take for granted here living in a free country matt heads up i may have just lost my uh my local recording all righty oh 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 what the fuck was that sorry it might be back. Well, you'll have to look through it. It might, it might be, it might be all fucked up. <laughs> oh man, that was weird. That was the time. time. Fifty-six so, minutes. I'll have to note that. So, Matt, you haven't uh, touched your PlayStation Five yet, then? No, I got it today, and then uh, I was uh, I cleared off my desk, and like I, I was installing a a Google Nest Hub today. I was playing with that a little bit. On PS5 then... launch day, you're playing with a Google product. You my freaking capture gallery's backing up. <laughs> No, like this, it's you, literally nothing but time. Like, I literally just have to wait. You were saying that you think the power cable was short on the Xbox. Oh, no. I, I think I think that the HDMI cable is a little short on the PlayStation. It's oh, still I, well, I, I kept my old I kept my old Xbox one HDMI cable and the uh, and the, I'm going to keep the other one as well. just because my equipment's a little older. And then when I get a new TV, then I'll ensure that I use the proper like 2.2 or 2.1 I think it's 2.1 yeah 2.1 uh hdmi cables but for now i'm not going to reroute all that wiring uh, you should never use the hdmi that comes with the console but i can tell you right now mr what? johnson in here exclusively uses those hdmis that come with the console and those get packed away with the console am i right right absolutely Ryan? correct yes read you like a book they've actually suggested that you use the, the, the cable that ships with it that's because of the H. I'm sure, like I haven't like done my research, but I would assume that it's because those cables are the the, the 2.1, which supports yes. like the HDR yes. and the 8K, the 4K, whatever. Yeah. The the only time I ever will try to keep the cable with the console is if it's specifically branded with it. If it's like Nintendo HDMI cables are branded Nintendo cables, so I'll keep it with that. But if if my PlayStation, my Xbox ones are just black cables, now those are those are going into the the, the pile. Those are yeah, those are those are up for grabs in my opinion. I have an Xbox One branded cable Do you connected have an, to my Xbox Series X. <laughs> please don't tell me you have an Xbox One launch day HDMI cable. That's correct. Or that 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 is a like is it actually branded Xbox One launch yeah. day? Oh yeah. Wait, HDMI cable? cable. Like the actual cable. 
Well, it doesn't say launch date on it, but it's, oh, a, it's, dude, that's Xbox, what I'm wondering. it's an oh. Xbox brand. It's an Xbox branded Xbox One. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I figured that. I, I thought maybe like because like remember there's a day one achievement for Xbox One. Yeah, I have that. And I, I, uh, I, I also have the, the day one controller as well. Can you imagine if they tried to fit all that onto the cable? Xbox, <laughs> Microsoft, Xbox One, day one. So be a waste uh, of money, too. Quick questions for the Xbox One X people. Um, Series X. Series X. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> and herein lies the issue. Yeah. Uh, are your consoles standing up or laying down? Definitely laying down. Laying down. I wish they were standing up. Why? Why don't you stand it up? I don't have room to stand. Oh, right. Your stand. Uh, Ryan, your PlayStation, what's the orientation on that? Same situation. Hmm. So so how's the UI and how's the interface on the PlayStation? So it's taken a while to get used to because there's certain things that they change, like holding down the PlayStation button to get that that, that quick access menu. It doesn't do that anymore. And so whenever I want to close a game or something like that, that's not how you do it. Wait, did they get rid of that menu again? That overlay again? There's no overlay menu. Like the, the, the main menu. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> then they did it three start. years. They'll fucking add it again. Wait, wait. Every damn time. No, the, the the point is because like the main menu is now it Just operates fast enough yeah. that you can access it while a game is running. Oh, so you don't sense. need a quick menu anymore. That's like saying um, that's like saying like we don't need the Xbox game bar. We can just go back to the desktop. But so when you hit the PS button, it basically takes you to like your game page and your media page where you can access your, like your Netflix and whatnot, right? So if you want to close a game, you just tap it. You don't press and hold the PS button. And then you hit options and then close. Huh, um, that feels like it's a few extra steps. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it Are is. Are you supposed to leave them open for quick resume is a question? Or something Probably. similar. Probably. Yeah, I, I, I imagine you closing a game now is not actually supposed to be a regular occurrence. Mm-hmm. That's what I was Probably. thinking. Probably. Um, well, I don't think it's not. I don't think PlayStation has that quick resume where you could have like four or five. No, games like the Xbox I, does. the based on the based on the reviews that I read, it was just like one. Like it can support one. Yeah. Quick <laughs> resume, while the Xbox can go up to like five, depend or more actually depending on how far back the games are. It's like so, it's like a scaled thing. To access some of like the the more social functions like your groups and and whatnot, or you even even your notifications and downloads, um, I think that's the press and hold, and then that shows up. Um, have you installed? You said you installed stuff, right? I installed a bunch of stuff today. I got a lot. Done. Okay, have you installed something that has a multiple PS4, PS5 version? Yes. Okay. As a user, how do I, on a PlayStation, determine which version of what game is being installed? <clears throat> so it does say like what version it is on like the little icon. Oh, right? okay. But I, I had, um, I had bought Watch Dogs Legion on PS4. Okay. Uh, and so when I went to go download on my PS5, all I could see was the PS4 version, and I'm like, I don't want that. I had to go to the store. Search Watch Dogs Legions, click on it, and then click on a um, PS5 upgrade button. Once I did that, it allowed me to download the PS5 version. Okay, so I'm genuinely curious to know that if you could do that upgrade like in a browser ahead of time, and then you went to your game collection on the PlayStation 5, if it would then show the PS5. I'm wondering if it just didn't have that license yet. I believe that's the case. Okay. Which one did you pre-order? Did you pre-order so far back that the only the PS4 version was there? 
with a free upgrade. Watch Dogs Legion? Yes. Yes. So uh, maybe that's no. the reason. No, no but I, like, I, I didn't have access to the PS5 version when pre-ordering from my PS4. No, but like here's the thing though. If I if I go and buy Watch Dogs now, if I go if I go into the place, the PS5 version, yes. I like it's just one transaction. I get both of them. Yes. Okay. I don't know if you get the PS4 version if you buy the PS5 version though. I'm not That's... certain on that. I don't. I don't know. Why not just give both? It might be the case. I don't know. It's interesting. So I... It's 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 going to be like interesting navigating these like, I mean, admittedly simple, but yet several and can be intricate little little things. I think it's going to take a little while, and maybe like there will be a a like a quality of life upgrade on. Probably because like the the Xbox One is essentially the same OS, right? It's just a they essentially just took the they're giving you better hardware, but just the same OS. I, I literally like okay, the Xbox Series X is so simple that I like went in and was like, okay, I want to I want to download Modern Warfare, and Modern Warfare was the last game that I played on my Xbox. So when I booted it up because I had synced my settings for the first time, nothing was installed. It was like Modern Warfare, like right like right away, Modern Warfare was selected, and I was like. Oh, I should install this. And I just clicked install, and that was it. Okay. Uh, and then, because you said Matt, when you launched a game on Xbox, like it just had your old save. Like it just, it was like from what from what I can from what I can see, the Xbox is is smart enough to say, here everything's in the cloud. Like it's just kind of operates in the background. It just pulls down what you need. It runs the save, and then it kind of puts it back. It, it is back. insanely like at the, especially at this point anyway, like. Because cause Xbox has that whole thing where their exclusives are going to run for at least a year or whatever on Xbox One and Xbox Series, um, or whatever that story is we covered a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, like, I don't know whether it's going to change, like, down the road in terms of save data syncing and that, but um, right now, like, basically what you do is you boot up a game, whatever it is, and then it'll, like, as it boots up in its first boot, a little, like, window pops up. It's like an overlay, and it's, like, syncing data. It syncs your data, and that's it. And I, And it did that. Like I said, for Mercenaries, which is an original Xbox game. Really? Like, like the whole game, the whole experience was lit, was so seamless. And I knew it was going to be seamless without much research just because of how much I'd seen the Xbox, like, like sync to the cloud, the Xbox one that I, I didn't even like care to back anything up. I was like, nah, it's probably in the cloud. Unplug. Yeah. Pack the one up, plug it in. Done. It's all in the cloud. Ryan, have you fucked around with any of the cloud uh, save files transfers? Like, how how are you dealing? Yeah. With this? So I didn't I didn't like verify that I needed to go and download my PlayStation saves. I just did it preemptively, um, and only for the games that I knew would need it. Like, obviously, Overwatch syncs, Fallout syncs over the cloud already on their own servers, right? Well, I, I'm assuming that like all local, like the local save files for Overwatch and Fallout would be like controller settings. Like my my custom controls that I set for my characters would yeah, probably have I to be changed, uploaded. So. Yeah, like like I imagine that shit won't roll over. Right. Um, other than that, I've just been downloading kind of new games that don't have saves yet. So what's your what's gonna be your first major play on the PlayStation Five? Uh, probably Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Are you gonna wait or, for a patch, or, 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 or are you sorry, gonna actually play sorry. the whole thing? I might actually. Let me let me amend that. Probably Spider Man. Watch Dogs. Uh, not Spider Man. Not not in there at all. Oh, Watch Dogs is downloaded, so I will get to it eventually. That's hmm. a lot of game, dude. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, he, well, he just he just bought a new apparently. console. You better fucking use it. Spider Man's not too long, apparently, so I think I can get that out of the way. 
Well, I the thing I was really telling Ryan was that... I uh, AC, though. You what, sorry? I do really want to jump into Assassin's Creed. Don't you find, like, this... I mean, I guess I guess you don't have this thing, but like I was I was talking to you where I said it's weird having a new console and for the first time ever not having like an actual pile of games to purchase because like I would buy the disc for the Xbox One and and prior, and so oh, yeah. you know it just felt weird. And then I, well, like I, and then when I talked to you, I was like, oh, you kind of do have a digital pile of games where it's like I'm just gonna buy them as I either as they're on sale, you know, opportunistically or when I'm gonna play them. Oh yeah, I, I had three PlayStation Five games ready to go before Jesus. I got my console. <laughs> oh my yeah. Wow. Oh my see, God. see, I find like, see, I, I would be, I would be doing the transition. Uh, I like, I do my transitions differently than, than, um, than you guys. Like, you guys have took all, all your old shit and you guys piled it away and you're downloading stuff and you're, and you're like ready to go. And for me, if I were to approach a new console, uh, if I were to unpack these consoles and put them in my philosophy is i'm going to leave my old one hooked up and i and i move stuff over and i install stuff as i need it so it's like i would play i would play overwatch on my ps4 until i know that i have successfully run overwatch on my ps5 and everything's good and then i would go and just remove it from my ps4 and then i would do the same thing and i would run Gran Turismo on my PS5 uh, until our PS4 until I successfully run it once on my PS5 and once I know I've done that I would then go and remove it and then I would like systematically just remove stuff from like the capture gallery and then I would start shutting it down. I was always 100% like you per gen. I mean otherwise I mean I guess it was only really one gen because I didn't do that with the PS2 uh, to PS4 but or PS3 but like PS3 to PS4 absolutely like I kept PS3 around PS3 is still hooked up up until yesterday. Um, but what I'm doing, uh, this gen is I'm sort of just, I'm doing the upgrade and I'm not keeping the clutter. Like I'm not like the amount of times I've used my PS3 in the past year is not, is not worth it. And most of the stuff's going to work anyway. So like the stuff that I would use anyway, cause a lot of them are just PSN games now, or I can just rebuy them or whatever. And most of the games I've already beaten on the PS3. So I'm, I'm done with the PS3 done with the 360 100% and I'm just going to rip out the cables because like if, if you go into the back of my entertainment unit where all the cables are managed like the cables are managed but there are so many that it just looks horrible like it's just a mess and so I got to a, a critical mass point where I was like I want to get rid of these cables I know I'm lazy so the new consoles are going to force me to clear out the Xbox One and the uh, pretty much the or clear out two console spaces basically right for each of them and, and normally I would clear out the in this case the 360 and the ps3 but this time i was like you know what no i'm done i haven't used the 360 i haven't used the ps3 that's it i'm done the ps4 I, and runs it i'm just gonna clear everything out and have two consoles and that's it excuse me uh i i actually should just keep my ps3 and if i and the ps5 hooked up because if i have the ps3 and the ps5 hooked up i in theory can run any playstation game because my ps3 is a, is a launch backwards oh, compatibility oh, oh, that's God, a cool yeah, one sorry. yeah so that I could just have those two and be like any PlayStation disc anywhere will just run between these two systems. Uh, there is one thing I'm going to have to check and I might be able to check tonight is that there's this odd little thing I do with my PlayStation where if I leave a game downloading, but I pause the download, right? Yeah, It'll pick it up in the middle of the night at some point and, and finish off downloading it. This and is your PS... That. This is your PS4? Sorry. Yes. Okay. And that's how I've been downloading games. It helps me because I don't have to remember to restart the download. Sometimes I don't want the download going because I'm doing other things before I go to bed. Right. 
And so it, it just automatically starts the download at some point in the night. And it really helps me download these games on my horrible internet. I'm curious to see if my PS5 does that or not. Because uh, it makes it trickier to download games otherwise. It's such a thing that I wouldn't even consider because I'm just used to having like modern <laughs> internet. It's a special yeah. case for yours, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's horrible. I don't know. It's such a like there, there's nowhere on the internet that you'd be able to look up something like that because nobody uh, is going to have the specific case of like, hey, I'd like to down like start a download for my game and pause it. However, and then, but I got shitty internet. Not to wait until the middle of the night. However, it would it. be nice if they had like a download setting to say download games between so such and such hours like active hours like on windows type of thing yeah like, like steam uh, has that even the the windows mm-hmm. active hours thing is fantastic i utilize that thing so much i will say me, that the the windows or not necessarily windows but like uh the steam the steam one makes sense because i don't know what the hell steam does but steam no matter what generation of computer i have or what nick i have or what it's just sort of like oh there's bandwidth here okay and then just takes it all there, there is there's a very good i'm going to try to find the video i watched it a couple of years ago there's a very t- good technical breakdown to why steam downloads just fucking rip through them and why like stuff like playstation and xbox is fucking suck ass yeah i think like, there's that there, video actually there is, I can't remember the name. Like I have, to, I would have to do some googling before I find it, or YouTube in before I find it. But I, there is a very good video explaining why that's a thing. Mm-hmm. It kills me too because today I brought my um, my uh, my PS5 to a place where there's really good internet, and I downloaded like six games in a couple hours. This was your <laughs> Hamilton it, place. Yeah, and I, and I'm struggling here at home to download one game overnight. <laughs> Just uh, go park outside Matt's and hook. I, I offered. Yeah. I said if you if you want, like I was like, yeah, I remember we did this before. We just literally get like a TV tray, set, temporarily set it up beside the entertainment unit because there's space there. Just leave it for a few hours. Go grab din- dinner or whatever, and then just come back a couple hours later. Everything's done, and then pack it up. Oh man, let's go get Burger Barn. While you download some games. Oh, Hamilton's <laughs> a hot spot now. We can't have you coming coming to our neck of the woods. I'll just come over there and lick some doorknobs. Oh my god. I don't know if that's right. worse for us or you or please consult the health professional. Everyone else. Like, every, like just like, like maybe just don't else do is that. worse off now. <laughs> even Tim, who's not even in this area, just <laughs> Tim's worse off now. Everyone <laughs> is now worse for you having said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that's next gen, I guess. Um, Ryan, what are you current playing? Current gen. Oh, I, I'm playing a ton of stuff right now. I just started Spider-Man. I'm going to start AC. Um I haven't touched Watch Dogs because I was saving that for next gen. Current gen. Um, but you've been playing that hard still, gen. right? No. <laughs> I've been doing the updates. So offended. What the fuck? You've been doing no. the updates? Oh, we finished the season in Fallout 76. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot all about uh, that. That was, a, that was a big moment. <laughs> it, d- it did take a long time. Literally yeah. the game that you are always playing and you forgot about it. That's correct. Okay. You know what game I didn't install on my PS5 was Avengers. Ooh, the oh. biggest flop. Somebody oh, play the Avengers no, theme, but on I that didn't recorder, even think of it. the shitty one. It's like, you can't respond. <laughs> is that the beginning? The beginning of that game, like we played the crap out of it, and I noticed the like morale of the group as we had more problems each time we played it slowly fall like oh i can't play uh, I, I i can't join you guys because oh. i i'm apparently not able to select a hero in the roster that was uh, a glitch we had all the time and stuff like that 
when because I do want to just play through that single player game, the single player campaign, just for the sake of saying I, I, I like the campaign. Yeah, like like is it a is it a like here's the thing. If something happens and Square Enix says we're shutting down these servers because this isn't worth it anymore, do I risk not being able to play the main campaign? Like, how does that work? I don't. I can't tell you for sure, but I would say probably not. Probably not what? If the servers shut down, I would assume that the single player campaign seems isolated enough that it would not be okay. There's like some shutting it down anytime soon either. I think you got a good two years. Versions coming out, right? Yeah. Are there that many games you can buy anymore that, like, the servers are down and that means you can't play anything of that game? Like, if you go and you buy a physical disc of a game, is that even a thing? Except for maybe, like, a couple of use cases of, like, online-only games from, like, the early PS3 era, maybe? I suppose, like, if 76 shut down the servers, they, they you wouldn't be able to play that. Well, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think in like the stuff that I play because obviously there's like MMOs that you can't play anymore because the servers yeah. have been shut down. But I'm Which trying to think sense. of like any physical game that you could buy on disc that you just wouldn't be able to do anything with anymore. Mag. Aside from like these old, you see, Mag is actually what came to <laughs> mind for me. Right. <laughs> God, what, is, what a title out? of a game. There's I Mag. Um, <laughs> you guys want to go home and play some. Mag on Man, I, pl- I played the shit no out of Mag. No one said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I played the living shit out of Mag. <laughs> was it 120 people? played Mag. 120 people? 112? I can't remember. No, it was a lot. I'm going to look this up. Mag servers. <laughs> look at that cover, too. Holy crap. I knew one person that played that game. Only one. And there was I, it was so good too it was like it was two hundred fifty six people yeah hundred received an award for the Guinness World Records as quote most players in a in a console FPS end quote with two hundred fifty six players mm-hmm. on January twenty eighth twenty fourteen the online servers for Mags were shut down yeah that's sad I remember during like the prime of that games I don't even know like I guess the prime maybe was like when it first came out but like not even that many years after the game came out I went to this friend's place. And he's like, yeah, let me show you this game. It's got, like, hundreds of players online all in the same match. And, like, the biggest thing I'd ever seen before was maybe, like, I don't know, the 30 people in a game of Battlefield or something. So, like, 200 people was like, what? No, that's crazy. And we go on. And, like, the f- it took, like, 15 minutes for him to find a match. And when he finally found one, there was, like, maybe 40 people in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, know so- what, do you know what Mag felt like? It was, like, those those era of shooters on PS3 where it was, like, like no matter how many players there were so there sure, certainly there were some crazy battles in mag absolutely but in general a lot of the a lot of like the matches were just open and no one was really doing anything and i found the same to be for planet side 2 which i did enjoy planet side 2 again some crazy moments but planet side 2 you could just like run around and like drive around in a jeep and not see anyone for like a while uh planet side 2 mag as well as um warhawk warhawk like you would just see nobody Warhawk I remember like weird, winning man. Warhawk by literally driving a Jeep and just doing all 10 of the captures. And I was in a full match. I don't know what happened, but it was like those PS3 era, just like, like massively multiplayer online, but just like a 17,000 square kilometer map. So you don't see a single person. It's you and four people. <laughs> yeah. and now Each with their own continent. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody play the side Avengers theme. Burp, burp. All right, let's hop into the stories of the week. (laughs) 
Twitch has apologized for their poor response to the wave of DCMA takedowns. This comes from GameSpot. DMCA. Um, they have it listed as DCMA. That's not correct. Freaking GameSpot, eh? Digital Millennial Copyright Act. Look, they got it wrong twice there. Then in the later, they had to have it DMCA. DMCA, yeah. Look at this. Anyway, we corrected it. That's fine. Well, I mean, we didn't correct it. We just simply said it. Fuck yeah, I took out the entire magic board. This guy lost all his creatures. By the way, I'm playing a game of magic right now. Just <laughs> Jesus. <that>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so apparently, um, if you play recorded music on your stream, you need to, you need to stop doing that. It says a post on the uh, company's official blog. Uh, if you haven't already, you should review your historical uh, VODs and clips that may have music in them and delete any archives that might. Um, they've also apologized um, through email to streamers about the frustratingly little information uh, that they provided and the lack of content moderation tools that streamers could use to respond to these notifications. The company said that they were working on more tools, including ones that they, uh, that can detect copyrighted audio. Now, I think Twitch streamers were freaking out, right? Because they were worried about being uh, repeat uh, infringers and then potentially being <laughs> terminated off of Twitch. Well, yeah, because the issue was that, like, the strikes were being found in, like, VODs and clips and stuff, and mm -hmm. it was going back through years' worth of content. So the thing about the DMCA process on Twitch is that if you if you get three strikes, you're done. So there can be people that have, like, you know, their entire livelihood has been based around Twitch for however many years, and then this this algorithm could just go through, and it could pick up, you know, copyrighted, it could flag stuff, through years of content, you could get like 60 flags or something, and that's oh, well over yeah. three, so it's just like one, two, three, boom, dead. Your channel's deleted. Fuck you. There goes everything. What took so Twitch were... so long to kind of enforce this? They were pressured by um, the sudden influx of copyrights um, coming in from this like third-party copywriting representative or company I've, I've actually got the email because they sent me an email about it um and they kind of gave some like background information on what what happened and why they like basically why they treated it so poorly mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so basically they 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 said like they were like so how did we how did we get here so until may of 2020 um it, they have here in their information that streamers um, it says streamers received fewer than 50 music related DMCA notifications each year on Twitch. So I think that means in entirety, all of the content creators on all of Twitch, only 50 notifications roughly per year for DMCA. Um, but then as of May, representatives for major record labels started sending thousands of notifications each week. So they've gone for, from 50 a year to 1,000 a week. Wow. So that's, that's like, what is that, like 10,000 times more? 50, 50 to 50,000? That's like 10, that's like a, a, a thousand fold, right? Um, yeah. And it was targeting, it was targeting everything, whether it was something that like, um, stuff that they had archived, whether it was, uh, collections highlights clips vods etc years back um and they're still receiving that many so basically they were saying hey here's the thing if you don't want to get um 
if you don't want to get dinged by this, it's on you to go back through your stuff and delete anything that might get copywritten. So the reason that people were so understandably upset at the platform is because if you go to like almost any other um, content platform like YouTube or um, <clears throat> we'll just use YouTube as as a as an example, the platform itself has a fairly extensive and intuitive appeal or a, like claim appeal system um, and anything to do with legal issues like that when it comes to copyright. Um, now YouTube isn't great, isn't, isn't perfect either, but it's a hell of a lot better than what Twitch has in place. And when you have a platform that thrives entirely off of your creators, like Twitch is a platform, they don't really put out anything. They give people the tools to make stuff and then they make money off of those people making money. So you'd think even from a, like not even a social perspective, but purely from a business perspective, they'd have a vested interest in making sure that all of their creators have the tools they need to most effectively do their job. Is not the case on Twitch. So um, <laughs> the reason people were so upset is because they're like, hey, you basically just like threw us out in the cold here. They're like, hey, there's a significant issue that could affect your livelihood. You better go back and like literally shovel your way through literally thousands of hours of content and look out for anything that might get copyright uh, copyright striked and, you know, delete it, get rid of it so that nothing happens to you um, where where they should have had a process properly in place to not only educate their creators on what the hell the situation was that was going on, what Twitch was going to do as a platform to help them resolve it and the steps that they could take in uh, going forward. So a lot of my friends, a lot of people who have um you know a vested interest in keeping their twitch channel alive uh had to basically go back they had to nuke a bunch of their content and they've had to um you know if if they were the kinds of people that would play music in the background and stuff like that like 99 percent of these claims that are happening um are from music that's just being played in the background either while people are just like hanging out and they're just talking or they're playing you know uh, a, a more chill game or multiplayer games or something with friends, etc. Um, it's 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 usually not streams where music is the focus of the stream. Um, and it's it's just weird when, <clears throat> like specifically in those examples for for music centered streams, it's like why wouldn't Twitch instead of like you know dumping a bunch of money into trying to figure out how to resolve this issue and prevent a bunch of their creators from, from getting, um, their channels, you know, so severely, uh, infracted upon, if that even makes sense. Um, why not, you know, invest the money into having the rights to a certain library of music and Twitch does have, um, a certain selection of, uh, of music they have um i forget what it's called uh i think it's called like something like sound soundtrack or something twitch has a um a small library of music uh that they have licensed i think yeah soundtrack by twitch um but then they also recommend other cleared music libraries such as soundstripe monster cat gold chill hop epidemic sound and ncs 
Um, well, at, at the end of the day, like, when you when you're doing Instagram, what? No, go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say, like with Instagram Stories, like they have a library of music, um, like known music that you can access and and use. Yeah, that they pay for the rights to. Yeah. So does TikTok. Yeah, I'm surprised Twitch can't make a deal like that. Although I guess they're playing full songs on uh, on Twitch, right? In the background. I don't. I don't think that it necessarily matters whether it was like 30 seconds or if it was the full song or whatever. But yeah, they do. They do have a small library. It's it's called Soundtrack by Twitch. Um, and then they have these other libraries that they recommend as well. At the end of the day, it's like it's really not. Like going forward, it's not a big deal because people can just be like, "Yeah, we can we can find these you know royalty free songs or, or licensed music that Twitch has or other libraries." Um, the main issue here is that they basically were like, "Hey, remember all that content that you've made that has never been an issue up until now? Well, now all of it's an issue, and um, if it exists on our platform, you you might be the one who has to suffer the consequences of it. So either risk that." Or just delete all your stuff. So that's pretty cool. And they just basically left everybody high and dry. So that's why people were upset about it. Um, going forward, obviously, it's it's fairly simple to uh, resolve. Or prevent, I wonder what but... the solution is, though. Because obviously the VODs, people could view indefinitely. Um, just because it happened when, when Twitch allowed them to, to play music doesn't mean it was legal for them to be playing that music. Yeah, but they could have pri- so like just... they could have did a mass private like video thing where they could have said, "Okay, sorry, we had to make all <laughs> vods hidden. They're private to you. They can't be viewed publicly, and you have to go in and republish the ones you want." So it still sucks, but that would then prevent you from being like, "Shit, I might lose my channel." Like if they just did like a mat like I don't know how much pressure they were getting from these people, like obviously more, but I don't know like could they have made a deal where they said, "Hey, can we do like, you know, let's have a 3-year buffer or something?" But yet, like, you know, we start today with new content, but like old content, we have a three year buffer where we warn people or what. But the better way to do it just off the top of my head would be private all the videos, if that's even a thing on Twitch, but private all the videos, make Mm -hmm. it so that only the creators can see them and say, hey, everybody, we had to do this. This sucks, whatever. If you do, if like, you know, if if your content doesn't violate it, go ahead and republish it. it. Like all the stats are still the same and whatever, but it's all old anyway. And you're still able to stream and we didn't want to affect your channel. Like that would be a much better way just to handle that if they were under like such duress as it kind of sounded like they were. I suppose they could have also developed tools to analyze those, those VODs and then just let the streamer know that, Oh, this one might have some music in it, you know, and we've, we've made this one private instead of just doing like a blanket, you know, all videos. That's what I mean is like, it doesn't make any sense that, it doesn't make any sense that they like so quickly did it like unless they were under like some sort of deadline. That's what I meant by the three year deadline is if they had three years, they'd be like, okay, guys, how do we handle this? And, you know, a mass private video thing would be saving people's, you know, effectively saving their live live streaming, saving their channels. And you could, you know, put out a thing that literally says, you know, we, we had three days to come up with a solution or whatever it was. Here's what we came up with. It's an emergency, so we had to do this. People are going to be pissed, you but know, people aren't going to also go broke at that point. Well, that's what this Amazon. email is talking about as well, is like that they they recognize that they they were being pressured significantly, obviously getting all these claims all like on a vast scale. Um, they only gave people like the option of either going through every like combing through everything 
and deleting the possibly copyrighted parts or deleting everything entirely and that they only gave people a, a period of three days to do that. But they're also saying um, that they are still working to get better and more options out as soon as possible. So as far as that like privating thing, um, that could be something that they do in future. We don't know. They haven't really said anything beyond we're working on more ways to resolve this issue. Well, I actually have a question. So they already had sort of a music thing where you would stream music live and then it, and then in the VOD, you know, a bot of some sort would detect that and then mute it, right? Yes, that's still that's still in effect, yeah. So I guess my question is, what content is in violation if all that stuff's muted? There's just because that bot does that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work 100% of the time. Right. Is it like older stuff, though, too? Like, like, I guess I'm wondering, (laughs) is it like, was that bot only on for two years and there's older stuff and you know, that that bot hasn't been a thing forever. Um, Right. I don't know if it goes back that that far. I can't check with my own stuff because obviously I'm only um, affiliated on Twitch. I'm not a partner. And affiliates and partners have different um, benefits. One of those benefits being how long your VODs stick around for. So unless you specifically like save a VOD and re-upload it again to like a collection on your Twitch channel, um, it only sticks around for three months. I think for partners, it depends on what their arrangement is. But I think by default, partners, VODs are around for five months, six months, something like that. Um, but yeah, either way, like there, there could be people who have taken their clips and re-uploaded them years ago that are still there. I don't know if the bot would necessarily check those. Like scan those like the highlights, right? Cause the highlights yeah. you publish back in, yeah. into Twitch. Exactly. Interesting. I feel like it's, it's a, it's a situation that is extremely complicated, not only because of the legality of it. Um, but because of the way that Twitch has handled it and is continuing to handle it, it's something that, um, you know, more development will likely come out within the next week or two weeks. Um, and we might even be able to like possibly, you know, update and readdress the issue and see what, uh, what Twitch has done going forward. You know, what's interesting is, is like, I feel as though, and like, this is just like speculation at this point, but it's like, Twitch is sort of like the king of streaming. Yeah, you could stream on YouTube, but like, King is, or like, Twitch is certainly king of that. And then YouTube is sort of king of like watching just videos that are uploaded, right? Anytime you want on demand. And it, it, it would be interesting to see, because I know you mentioned that YouTube has a system for this, but it isn't perfect, whatever. It, I would be super interested to see what the system would be for these, uh, like for these two services, should they have proper competition? You mean in terms of them kind of meeting in the middle and Twitch having more on-demand content um, availability and YouTube putting more focus on live streaming? No, I mean like so. Right now, it's like everyone's pissed off at Twitch, right? So like, or like the let's just say I'm a creator. I I go in there. I have a I I've been playing music hypothetically throughout my career for a few years. You know, I have a good following. I rely on this income. And then Matt Lawrence. Sure. And then and then I get like, you know, I get hit by this. They delete my channel. Now my income's gone. I'm pissed. And all I can do is bitch at Twitch. I can't really go anywhere else. I could go to YouTube. But like YouTube isn't like the like the streaming capital of the Internet. 
like if there was like a another streaming service that was competing with Twitch, I mm-hmm. wonder and and YouTube as well, like another on-demand video service. I wonder how much better these copyright tools would get because if you think about it, you know, say what you want about social media, but people that are on Facebook can leave and go to Twitter, can leave and go to Instagram. Yes, I know it's related to Facebook, but then can leave and go to TikTok, right? Like they could jump and be like, man, I got banned on Instagram. I'm leaving. I'm going to TikTok, right? Like there is a way, like they could be like, screw this company. I'm leaving or screw this. I'm going to Snapchat or whatever. But with YouTube, it's like, man, screw YouTube and Vimeo. Hell yeah. You know, newgrounds.com, baby. You know what I mean? So there's not like, I just wondering how much like competition would affect that part. Like, obviously it's, it affects the customer facing part, but what about the creator facing? I wonder if it would make it better and would have made Twitch not switch. Cause I do remember people switching to some random service when they, when Twitch pissed them off the first time a few years ago or something. Well, that's why you go to Mixer. (laughs) Right. I'll be honest. I could not think of Mixer's name until you just said it. I was trying to think of it. <laughs> oh my god! Oof. And I was like, "What the hell is that That's damn rough, Microsoft man. one?" What called? about Facebook Gaming? There's also Facebook Gaming, which is now partnered with Mixer, I guess, or and Microsoft Mixer. All right. Well, good luck, Twitch. Um, just don't play copywritten music on your stream. It's pretty easy. And if you don't think you have the rights to something. Just don't play it. There's there's such a vast libraries of music out there are. that are either royalty free or that, you know, you can literally Google free music libraries and you'll find all kinds of songs in all different genres. Like just just play it safe. It's it's are, really not hard. Are there some Twitch streamers who are like are angry that, that they can't play? Like they feel like they have the right to play other people's music? I wouldn't say that. I mean, like, it's it's a really... It's funny, actually. Sips did a bit of a rant when this whole, like, thing... Like a joke rant when this whole thing started to kick off. And everyone was like, oh, man, Sips, what are you going to do? And he's like, no, you know what, man? Like, I've been on this platform for years. And I've played music for years. And I bring lots of money into this platform. And it's how I make my living. And, I, you know, I feel I should have the right to, to do whatever I want with my content and create my content... And now they're going to turn around and and hit me with some copyright strikes. I guess I could just, you know, not play copywritten music, though. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's not that the, the issue is the problem. It's, it's, it's how Twitch has reacted to it and handled it that is what the problem is. Like... Mm-hmm. It's it's not it, it won't surprise anyone to say, hey, I don't have the rights to this music. I'm using it in my stream, which is technically my product. Yeah, it would make sense if somebody was like, hey, that's my music. You don't have the rights to use that and make a copyright claim, right? That that happens on literally any kind of media out there. Happens on YouTube. Happens in movies. Happens in games. Like you, you have to have the rights to what you're using, right? Um, but. For, for certain things. So I don't think it comes as a surprise to anybody that Twitch is like, oh, by the way, like, we don't have the rights to this music. You don't have the rights to this music. You can't use it unless you want to risk getting copywritten. Um, that's, that's not what people are upset about. People are upset about the fact that Twitch basically was like, oh, this is an issue all of a sudden. Um, we don't really know what to do about it right now. Uh, we're working on our own thing. So if you could just go ahead and just like wipe your slate clean 
That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you don't do that, though, you 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 might lose everything. So uh, good luck, though. And everyone was like, dude, what the fuck? And then, so, yeah, that's why Twitch um, has put out this email. Was it two days ago? That they're just saying, hey, uh, so, just checking in. By the way, uh, we know that the situation's kind of fucked. Uh, we didn't handle it well, but we're working on it. Um, <laughs> but Twitch has a <clears throat> pretty spotty history with how they handle solutions and or handle situations such as this um anything with pr and involving mm. representation of different groups or minorities or whatever and just making horrible decisions that literally could have just been avoided by like having a test group before releasing an update that sort of thing <laughs> like i don't know they're they're really tone deaf a lot of the time but when you're a corporation that big also owned by one of like basically the biggest company in the world um it's it's hard to keep your ear to the ground on every issue all at the same time um it's a little bit crazy that they have amazon like backing them right and then amazon has amazon music (laughs) like it's almost like there's a connection that could be made there like obviously (laughs) obviously it's a different license and stuff like that like obviously there's gonna have to be some sort of like talking to the music records or whoever does that stuff i was gonna say if you're if you're gonna say whatever's on amazon music should be rolled into a twitch license yeah, maybe, but there's fucking nothing on Amazon Music. They, well, the thing they is, got no, a like, garbage selection. But, like, imagine if, like, I mean, they have a garbage selection for a reason, if we assume that that's due to, like, bad, like, I don't know, bad exposure. Well, if all of Twitch starts using Amazon Music via mm. some sort of, like, you know, license thing that they work out, then all these artists who are, like, on TikTok and stuff will be like, fuck, man, I want to be on these Twitch streams. I want my music scene. And then whenever, like... Someone plays my, my my track, it'll show up at the bottom of their stream probably or whatever. It's like click here to buy or however that works. Mm-hmm. They'd be really, I mean, from a user perspective, it could probably be fairly easy to implement something like that. And they are shutting down the Twitch Sings program January of next year. Wait, the what? So if you've ever seen any of the um, Twitch streams where it's basically karaoke, like yeah. people singing that's twitch sings like they have their own program that you can download that has that all the like the songs and everything uploaded to it lyrics and the little animations and characters and whatever that's all a a twitch operated software that is being shut down in january um which people were kind of surprised about but that being said they were probably putting a bunch of money into licensing those songs and like you know paying people to develop that software and make sure that app is running properly and efficiently and stuff like that so some people are speculating that they were shutting it down and hopefully rerouting the funding that was going into that to licensing music. So theoretically, they could do something like you said, Matt, where they take those funds, amp up Amazon's music library, have some sort of Twitch integration with that, rebranded as Twitch music or whatever, or music live or music stream or something like that. And then, yeah, like you've said, if there's a song playing that people are using, like streamers are using at that time on their stream, it pops up either on the screen, underneath in the information, something like that, or even like at the top of chat or something. Uh, and it's just like the song currently playing is blank. And then that song name is also a hyperlink. You can click that, takes you to Amazon Music, people can buy it. Yeah, honestly. I mean, the fact that we've like. <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's diff- more difficult to do on the corporate level, but the fact that we've come up with, like, you know, multiple solutions and variants on, of solutions just on this podcast and not even on the whole podcast 
kind of lends itself to like Twitch should have maybe thought this through a little bit more. <laughs> but that's <laughs> like, that's Twitch's mo, and we've seen it a million times, and we'll continue to see it where they either knee jerk reaction to something, or they go into something without just taking a step back first and being like, okay, how could this be received? What's the what's the worst way this could go? And they just, they never do that. They just go, here's a thing. And everyone's like, dude, this is fucked up. And they're like, oh, oh yeah, it is. Oh shit. Hang on. Let me roll that one back. Like they, they just literally keep, Jeez. they just keep doing whatever they want until there's pushback. And then they're like, oh, you're right. Yeah, this is fucked up. So. All right. Our next story here. Uh-oh. Oh my Jeez. God. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. Let's do the time warp again. Pause your PS5 oh, down, Brian. No, oh. Now you sound fine. I don't got anything going. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Fortnite is planning uh, monthly paid subscriptions. This comes from Eurogamer. Um, oh, yeah. Here we go. I, yeah, when yeah. I when I read this, I had Matt's maniacal laugh in my, the back of my head just playing. <laughs> so apparently they want feedback on this some of the prices being suggested are between five and sixteen dollars per month what do you guys think about that <laughs> that is now i That's i got i got jump. some i got some bad news about this and this is like this is i don't know if this is tinfoil hat territory but like there's evidence to suggest this obviously you're the one who fucking went to epic headquarters and you told them hey man, no make God. it pay to play no no so we all know that like these games are fighting for our time right and so we got these seasons right that are timed and in usually not always you have to pay for them and then you can join in the fun whatever earn your currency earn your rewards whatever and oftentimes uh as far as the season passes that i've seen of which i've seen very few um in the grand scheme you earn enough digital currency and if you do not spend it within like said season then you can buy for quote unquote free the next season therefore starting the loop again of monopolizing your time. Now, Fallout 76 had done something differently where they have a free season, which also monopolizes your time, and then, or tries to, like I like all these others, and you have to do, you have to do daily quests, weekly quests, whatever, right? Different events as well in-game that aren't related to the season, stuff like that. All these, like, it, it's a typical game that tries to monopolize your time. Fallout also has Fallout First, which has, like, which is, like, obviously a subscription thing. I don't. This is where the tinfoil hat comes in. Did Fallout seventy six slash Bethesda open the door to people being like, "Oh, wait a second, we could monopolize their time and then make them feel even worse for not playing other games if we by playing other games if we charge them per month in a subscription level format, but also have the season pass to keep them engaged." So now we've monetized them per month. And we've effectively monetized them per month again, potentially, with the season pass, depending on whether the season pass is free or not. I don't know. Because if you because if you think about it, the last couple of years are stagnant for... Um, I shouldn't say they're stagnant, but there's... they Well, since Battlefront 2, I'd say. Since, since around Battlefront 2, so like EA's Battlefront 2 or whatever... Um, I would say that things have sort of quote unquote stabilized into whether you have the old school loot box system, old school microtransactions, uh, the new fangled battle pass season pass system, or subscriptions are kind of coming back a little bit. Although obviously there's some examples of those that have been going for years like World of Warcraft. So I wonder, or a combination of those, of course, 
Um, yeah. I wonder if we're going to, we're starting to see game companies like, you know, it's kind of calm now. So they're like, wait a second, we can't do, can't do loot boxes. Cause like we might get sued or whatever. So let's, let's not do loot boxes, but like, let's, let's see if we can charge them per month because people are paying per month per games for game pass. So like, why don't we, why don't we charge them per month for this particular game? And then you'll be like, man, I have to play Fortnite because I paid $20 this month, $16 this month, $5 this month, whatever. So, how do you feel about the items you get with your subscription? Like, how do you feel about the 76 one, Matt? I do it because it's a time saver and time is money. So you don't like, care about the items or, or the atoms as much as just saving time? The atoms, the atoms is a huge part. If they took away the atoms, I probably wouldn't do it because. So my my justification for Fallout first is like I play Fallout seventy six a lot. I do the season, and the first membership like really helps me out with the survival tent and the scrap box specifically. Those are sort of the main things, but it also provides me with a fair bit of atoms per month, of which I would, on occasion, not even every month, but I would on occasion purchase. I would go purchase some atoms. And, and, and to be fair, in the old system, so before the seasons, you could do daily and weekly quests to, uh, you know, get uh, atoms. And I know that, like, Marty uh, would, would, for example, not buy atoms on, in general. He would just do those challenges back then. And now, like, he would just do those challenges and then buy whatever he wanted in the store. Whereas the way I always looked at it was, like, I want to play the game. I want to play the game, like, the way I want to. I don't want to do these challenges so if I want something desperately in the store, you know, I will just end up buying the atoms. But it has to be something like that I really want and I have to really feel like I want to buy it. You know, like I'm not splurging yeah. all the time, all the time. So though like all that compiled made it so that made it so that I bought the fur the follow first stuff, and then the season locked me into doing the challenges. So they mm -hmm. nailed me again. So the uh this potential Fortnite uh, subscription We'll get you a monthly stipend of a thousand V bucks, which is around eight dollars um, US. A free skin set uh, released early to subscribers, and the current season battle pass. Now they're 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 guessing you would also get the new battle pass every time it comes out. So wait, I, would estimate, I'm sorry. I would estimate that you will not. I'm wait. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, this subscription would get you the current battle pass. Whatever whatever battle pass is out. When you, if you were to subscribe, if you were to subscribe that day, you would get that month's or that season's battle pass. Right. They're I would estimate saying, that you would not get the future season. They don't know if you get the future seasons. It, it like in They're terms of my, you my speculation, you would not because I only bought one season in Fortnite. But and if I this is a, like but four if this is a monthly three seasons. But if this is a monthly subscription and they're charging you, you anywhere between your five and sixteen per month, every time they charge you your five to sixteen per month, right? Presumably you'd be getting that season's battle pass. No, because the battle pass is a separate purchase that you purchase with V Bucks. Yeah. So, no. so what you would do is you would get your thousand a month, and the battle pass lasts for more than a month. So you can either and and the battle pass, assuming it is I've it's been a while since I played Fortnite, but back in my day when you used to play it, you used to be able to get well more V-Bucks in the season and that like well more V-Bucks than the next season would cost in the previous season. So but, effectively by getting a subscription, you're getting a thousand per month plus you're playing the season and you're getting a bunch of V-Bucks. So then you have to save a thousand or 950 or whatever it is 
to then buy the next season. I don't think that they would give you the next season. That's ridiculous. No, no, but I'm not. I'm not saying that that signing up for the month of November would give you the December season pass. Uh, the battle pass. Battle pass. But every month, like this is a the, the keyword here is it's a subscription. Mm-hmm. You're paying this every month. Mm-hmm. And every month they would then give you that month's battle pass. Well, it, the the battle passes, just to be clear, are more than a month. But um, oh, see, I thought yeah. it was a monthly thing. No, no so that's what I'm saying is like so w- within there, like let's just I can't remember how long they are, but they do tell you, uh, or at least they did when I played. So like what it would be is it would be like you get let's just say they're two months two months long, you would get two thousand V bucks, and then like for subscribing you would get your skin pack and all the rest of it, and then you would get. I don't know. Let's just, again, to make it easy, another 2000 V bucks in the season. So now a lot of people are going to go and splurge and be like, Oh, I'm going to go buy the next thing. But then their subscription only gives them a thousand V bucks again. So then they have to like effectively ration their salary in order to get the next season. Also, here's the thing that, um, so I guess a lot of people are generally positive, um, for a subscription. But other really? people are saying that a thousand V bucks isn't all that much because uncommon shop items cost eight hundred, rare cost rare items cost twelve hundred, epic items cost fifteen hundred, and legendary cost two thousand. Correct. And those kind of cycle in and out of the shop pretty frequently. So if there's if there's a item you like, a um, thousand might not cut it. How much is a battle pass just by itself? I believe it was I believe from memory years ago or years ago now. When I oh paid for God. it, it was nine fifty. Hmm, They're, it's well, pretty cheap, actually. Yeah. Um. Now let's uh let's roll this back a couple of weeks. Does this? Do you think this has anything to do with the ongoing war <laughs> between that of Epic Games and Apple? Might no, be a revenue I think, thing. I think. I think. Yeah, I think they're just a company, and they just are looking for paths to get more money. Well, no, it might be a revenue thing to compensate for the fact that they've they've they they've have lost a, they have some a lot problems. of users on iOS. Correct. Yes, but I, I can see them doing this regardless. This is just part of where kind of you know service industry is going is that they want that consistent recurring revenue, not just we hope people buy our items. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's interesting because there's like this, there's like this, so. And this is maybe tinfoil hat again, but it, it it's like they're starting this right now. Right after this war with Apple, they probably, again, speculation, they might have thought, we want to start this subscription, it's going to make us millions. I don't want to pay Apple 30%. Let's start the war now. And then we'll win the war, was in their projections. And then I'll start the subscription. I guess their subscription would have to be that 30% higher on iOS, right? 30% 30% higher or they would take a cut or however however they would work with Apple on I that. I don't think they were taking the cut before on just buying V-Bucks. I think they were charging more, right? On iOS? I'm not. I, I remember. I'm really, uh, really not sure. I don't. Hmm. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't recall for, for certain. I should ask my nephew. He was all into Fortnite on iOS. But like this is a... I mean, it's just Fortnite and just 76, but like this is a troubling potential trend, even though it's are only we are we right old now. ass gamers or like, is this just fine yes. for the new, new, the new kids and we're just old? It's not fine in, in the fact of think, think about, think about what we just purchased. I don't, I don't just, mean that it's not fine. I'm saying, or do they accept this as, as acceptable? 
It's acceptable on a mobile device. Because the game is free. Right. But Fallout 76 is not on a mobile device. Right, which is what I mean by it's a troubling trend, right? We're seeing it in both sort of ways. Although, of course, you don't have to buy the season in, in 76. But um, think about it. Think about this in terms of like what we just purchased. We just purchased two new consoles. Mm-hmm. And like one of the th- one of the jokes was, and it was it was serious, actually, was what's the first thing you're going to play on PS5? I'm probably going to play Fallout 76 so I can do my dailies. Right. And like it, it, sort, of, it sort of begs the question of like, is this stuff, and this is, again, ridiculous maybe, but... Is this something that could eat into future console sales? If we see trends of subscriptions per games, seasons per games, microtransactions per game, right? Now you're really like plugged into one game. So if you were a person that just plays Fortnite, why in the hell would you buy a PS5? Until until they force you to. Right, but no one's going to do that. Don't you already have that on PC version? But, like, if it's, like, a kid that only has a PS4, right? You know, money, like, it, money talks, especially at that age, you don't have a lot of money, right? And so it's like, well, what are you going to play? Well, I'm going to play Fortnite. Well, can you still play with your friends if you're on PS4? Yes. Well, then why the hell would you ever upgrade, right? It's the same reason why I personally don't upgrade to the slim consoles generally, be unless, like, my console breaks and I go get one in, in inside of the gen, because, like, personally, it's just like, oh, can I still play with other PS4 people? Yes. Oh, okay, I don't care then. Or I guess you mean like the Pro and and One X would be more right, like the Pro, the One X. Um, in my case, the P I have a PS3 Slim just because my PS3 broke later on in the gen, you know. But I wouldn't yeah. have bought the PS3 Slim normally. No, I I wouldn't upgrade to a Slim model. Um, I did with the PS3 actually, though. That was the only time I did that. Right. Although that was a long freaking gen, to be fair. I drive my things into the ground until they break. <laughs> Uh, speaking of breaking, um, there's been some reported issues on the Xbox Series X, and also I have a PlayStation One that I just discovered but haven't put into the story, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, but some of the Series Xs are having uh, problems with their disk drive. This comes from Gamespot. Um, they're saying it's also almost inevitable that the launch of period of a new console will come with a handful of unforeseen issues. The Xbox Series X is no different. A uh, number of reported issues with the Series X disk drive are frustrating players um microsoft hasn't said anything about this officially and uh they didn't send polygon um comment but i I watched some of the videos that they had on their uh, on twitter and reddit and stuff and like sometimes the disc wouldn't even go into the drive itself (laughs) like the guy showed that it was empty like he hit the eject button a couple times and then put the disc in and it just wouldn't go in Another guy, it went in halfway and it made a bunch of like jig, 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 jig sounds. It was horrible. Jesus. So, I haven't put a disc in that, Matt. Have you? Have you put a disc in yep. your console yet? Yeah, I, I always test. Uh, always test most of the features, short of like an optical like audio thing, if there is one on on an applicable device. Was it nice um, and smooth? Sounds yep. like these people need an Xbox Series S. Jesus. The uh, only thing that issue... was weird about it was I put the disc. So like I found with the three six or the um. The Xbox One. I found that, like, I would just, like, put the disc in it. Just as it, like, slowly, like, kind of hit that lip, it would, like, pull the disc in. This one, I had to, like, put the disc almost halfway in. Then it's, like, whoop, I and then it takes I really it. don't like that. I don't like it wasn't, Maybe it wasn't half. To... It would have been, like, 25%, but still. No, but even, I, I like it when it grabs it almost immediately. I really don't like having to put it in there, like, mm-hmm. the disc in very far before it, it grabs onto it. 
it was weird, but I mean, I put GTA in there, and GTA will probably be in there for like a year. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Um, another issue that people are reporting is uh, spontaneous shutdowns. Um, so this was a thread on the Microsoft Community Help Forum. Um, I don't think I... I had some weird issues. I don't know if it was a shutdown, but you had to update your console when you got it, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. Um, so I updated mine, and when it when it restarted, it wouldn't display anything on the TV. Yeah, that w- that's normal. Um, actually... So my mine did I think it's normal anyway. So on mine, like I have a receiver in between. So console to receiver, receiver to television. Um, mm-hmm. my receiver will tell me what's happening. You know whether it's configuring the audio and stuff. And when my console first booted up before the update, it went like all my speakers like came on. It went like bop, you know, like the like the like the pushing air noise of like that speakers will make if they come yeah. on. Yeah. While it was like figuring out, I suppose it's codecs or whatever. Then it updated, like as it showed the Xbox logo. Then it updated, and then when it restarted my receiver was showing a bunch of like stuff like the console was like figuring out what it what it wanted to show on my TV and then and it, it like speaking, figured itself out and then did it it, it was speaking in a deep deno- demonic voice saying that he wanted to hurt Matt <laughs> they were spitting Jesus out blood Christ. from the disk drive uh no no I had GTA in there and so uh, the PS5 also just launched so we're not going to get as many uh, issues reported yet but one thing that's popped up so far has been that um, PS5 is having a queued for download error uh, this is this is reported from uh, Polygon. Um, the error occurs when you try to download a certain game that you already own, but the download simply won't start. Um, so Polygon tried to download the PS5 version of Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Cold War, but found themselves stuck on the screen. Uh, hoping, uh, Hopping over uh, to the download queue on PS5 shows that there is indeed no download in progress, nor are any errors listed. And so one of the ways to fix this, apparently, is to completely re... Uh, set your entire console. <laughs> so there's the maniacal laugh. Fuck yeah. me. Well, I just lo- it's just like Windows support. Like, oh, okay, okay. So let's take a look here. Yep. Okay, so you have yep. one LED that's that's messing up out of a hundred. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Have Settings you tried wiping, reset, wiping set. everything and just not have your not have any of your data? Oh, you haven't done that. Oh, okay. We'll we'll do that and then we'll talk. Oh, okay. I'll just wipe everything I had then. Like, um, like every single time you boot up, there's like a risk of like, fuck. Do I have to reboot? Do I have to like erase this thing? Like, if you were following support, you know. Yeah, the that that's the that's the best one. It's like, yeah, just wipe everything and reset it. It's like, what? No. Uh, there was a. I was reading a Reddit post. Uh, a guy in Australia, he had somehow through an update, it, it failed, and his uh, PS5 system ended up being bricked an hour after getting it. Oh my god! And he's and he's like, I think he's doing like updates to his thing, but he's trying to get a hold of uh, PlayStation support to try to get a replacement one. But nobody's really answering. Or and it's like it's PlayStation, it's like Australia. Like who the fuck knows what kind of operation they got going on there? No, I imagine this happens with every console launch. Yeah. I just kind of forgot about the issues with the last gen. Um, but I, I mean, you had a problem uh, with your Series S or your oh yeah, your right. one. It S. was it was ticking or something, right? It was loud. I think it might just be the fan because my my new S actually ticks as well, just not as loudly. Ah. I mean, the so, Xbox One. I uh, I think Tim and I talked about this once, so I don't know. I, I can't remember which version of the Xbox One you had, Tim, but mine was the the big one, like the first one, launch day, and uh, like it. I guess it was just just getting old, and it wasn't a fan or anything. But if it was doing something in standby, it would make like an audible like constantly like non-stop and it would just be like oh and then it would like stop for a second and be like what was that and then just like just keep just start back up again and just start freaking ticking again or whatever i had the um the s i had the limited edition like storm gray one 
Um, oh, that's cool. I only had it for, I don't know, six months maybe. Um, never had any technical issues. Although when I was unpackaging it, I was using like a small knife to open up the packaging. I did at one point while I was unpacking the, the system, drop the knife on the system. So there's a nice oh. knife knife gouge in the bottom of it. So, oh, damn. the bottom. So yeah, to the, to the, to the guy who bought it from me off Kijiji, um, there's a little Sucker. Easter egg for you. Flip it over and see the hello from Seattle message with a nice knife scratch right next to it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hello from Seattle. Fucking big yeah. old knife sticking out of there. <laughs> hello from Seattle. <laughs> well, that's all we got. There's the day one patch podcast console launch special extravaganza. Console <laughs> yes. launch special extravaganza. That might be the name yeah. of the episode. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to go for... back to. Uh, I have to go back and check this. I there might be a gap in my recording somewhere. Oh, That's why God. we have literally three backups. <laughs> uh, thank you, Tim, for joining us. Thank you, Ryan, for joining me. You can catch the Tim at uh, Twitch.tv/slash Yeah That Figures. Uh, Adriano, thank you. Thank you, Matt. You're very you. welcome. You cannot catch Adriano on Twitch.tv unless he's popping into the Day One Patch Media channel. A chat to say, do a flip, and then immediately leave. (laughs) Or playing World War Z. Or Left 4 Dead. Or Left 4 Dead. If we continue on on World War Z, I'll I'll be with you guys on that. Hell yeah, we are. Such a good game. Honestly, you could play it for like months. It's I really enjoyed it, yeah. Yeah. So make sure to tune in to twitch.tv slash day one patch media. Check it out. We're playing World War Z. It's a really fucking good game. Oh, Ryan, I bought a, while we were also uh, recording, I bought an iPhone SE. What the Holy fuck? poop. What the hell's going on? You're playing Magic, I, buying iPhones, mm. and... I also played Hearthstone. You also got two consoles. I Yeah, but I'm... I look, look, the S is the S's are going. That's already sold. The PlayStation 5 is likely going to be sold. Unless I'm in a really good mood and I decide to keep it, that's probably getting sold. And then I just need a new phone because my phone's busted. Like I, I can barely charge this thing. I, I'm operating at like 71% battery capacity. Like this thing, that, like I have 30% of my battery is not usable. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, yeah. we'll see you guys next time. Peace.